Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I have uh, the 27-time world champion, Hanato Laranja, with me. Yeah, you do. Yeah, thank S- you. You sound a little more excited. I- I'm very excited. I almost didn't ever came back. Yes. And, um, and then the fans, the support, the, 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 the letters. Um, yeah, they, they love you on the show, man. Some of the letters that I got was so heartwarming. They, honestly, everywhere I go, honestly, I've been on, uh, doing the road for... Since you started doing the podcast on the road, people ask about you all the time. They're like, what's Hanato like in real life? And I say he's one of the nicest guys I know. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you better say that. Yes, absolutely. And that you like big, big black women. That's, uh, well, big black, but big is the key word. It yeah. don't matter if you're black, white, uh, green, yellow, yeah. black, white, candy stripe. Uh, you know. yeah. Now, I noticed that you posted on your Instagram, there were two guys in Brazil that got butt injections, uh, and you were very confused about that. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember me posting about that, but yeah. but um, but I am confused about about that. Yeah, I hope maybe somebody tagged me in that one because maybe it was Vinny Magalhaes involved on that. Right, I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You yes, know, yes. that's fucking guy. Uh, Heather, He's a pig. Heather, you're here as well. I am. Yes, thank How you. How are you? Me? I'm great. And CBS as well. Now, Heather, last week I, I saw pictures. You, uh, it's the first time ever you actually worked an event where you were interviewing the fighters afterwards. Yeah. And, it was so much fun. Um, what promotion that was? CXF. Oh, I know CXF. Yeah, yeah I I've, uh, did some <clears throat> commentating for that guys. Oh yeah, you yeah. did. Oh yeah, it was uh, all the the staff that I worked with, the announcer, everybody was really helpful and really great. Gene LaBelle was was uh, judging that night, and so we had some talks before the fight, and uh, he kind of gave me some cool little funny one liners to use, and um, just. It was there to support me, and and then Benny Yurkidis's family was there, so I got to talk to them a little bit, and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I like Gene. First time I met Gene Labelle, I go, "Hey, Gene, I'm I'm a big fan." He goes, "Lose weight, you'll be a, a small fan." Uh, nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the funny thing that he's one of the main guys in the history of of martial art. You know, yeah. because yeah. he's like when you meet the guy, he's like a Bosch Bell comic. <laughs> he really he's is. He's like Henny Youngman. Yeah. He got one liners. He'll take your nose. He'll he'll give you one of the fucking chocolate coin. I mean, he's like your old Jewish uh, yeah. grandpa. Now, did, now, I know that you're, you're a legend. He's a legend. Do you guys have any mutual respect or is there any kind of beef or anything? There's a mutual respect there. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was a, a generation before me. Right. And um, we close to the same age. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No, but he, uh, nah, I, 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 I really respect that guy. And he's a very funny guy. You know, you just, if you ever get a chance to meet the guy and interact with him, I, I would take advantage of that one. Have you yeah. ever grappled with him? Uh, I've taken a class from him and he yeah. used me as the practice dummy Yeah, and he'd also have some funny tricks and some bullshit and hit you in the nuts and you know and uh, 
smack you in the face and fuck around. But because it's your old grandpa LaBelle, yeah, you, you enjoy that one and you take it. You know, it's almost like if Don Hickles was to yeah. make, make fun of you. You say, hey, I remember that time Dean LaBelle slapped me to the face. Right, know? right, right. I, I just got back from Tulsa. Uh, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Can, we, can we just save that for the le- last? Because <laughs> if we start off, it's going to take all the wind out of my sails. It was at the Looney Bin Comedy Club. <sighs> And uh, it, they were actually they were great, really great shows. Unfortunately, there was a a, a tornado. There was like a kind of a tornado uh, slash oh, flood watch. Uh, and then so during the opener, he's on stage, and all of a sudden the whole place starts beeping. Who's he's on stage? This guy Jason he? Cheney, oh. uh, Asian guy from Japan, and he's on stage, and all of a sudden you hear beep beep beep. But he doesn't know what the fuck's like. We think we're under under attack. You are under attack. Everybody knew that it was like. A kind of a, a, a flash flood bag. warning. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. God, I, he thought he was like a Showtime at the Apollo. He thought the Sandman was gonna came and fucking get it, that Chinese guy out of there. <laughs> exactly. And then my I did a show Thursday night, and there was like this older guy. The guy must have been in his like sixties or seventies with this like twenty one year old like smoking hot girl, right? And she was dressed like I mean like little one of these little dr- skirts and mm. like a. Big tits showing out and tight thing. So she gets up to go to the bathroom, and I was like, "Oh, was your hour up?" Oh, God, are you? And um, so how'd the guy like that? He was laughing, but I think her hour really was up because she didn't come back. Uh, then finally, <laughs> then then fi- finally, she came back and was on her phone the entire time. Like, did not look up from her phone. She was making a date for later. Exactly. I think that's what was going on. God, I was. I hate that shit when you see people on the phone when you perform the whole or time, doing, or, or even if you're in the audience and you see someone, you you go, "Why don't you just get the fuck out of here?" Yeah. It killed. Oh, it killed the vibe. It just killed the vibe. And I was like, I actually said to her, I'm like, so what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I go, where'd you guys meet? And, he, and then when she left, he said, the strip club. Uh, I guess oh. that, that's where they met. And then she came back, and then, and then it became Applebee's. But it, I think it really was the strip club. Uh, Did he oh, say no, that? you think? Yeah. He yeah. actually said that. Yeah. Uh, we met at Applebee. Yeah. I think Apple. that's even more embarrassing than that. <laughs> strip club's actually better. Well, for right? the girls, like, she's a hot chick, she's hanging out at Applebee. Right, exactly. You know? Um, so, so that that was that, and then then I did a show on Friday, the late show Saturday with these three older ladies, uh, like in her in their fifties. This is still Chelsea. This is Chelsea, yeah. You did a private show? No, no, no. I did ladies? a comedy show. No, at, was, at the strip club? No, no. They were in the crowd. Oh god. Uh, and the whole time they were just they were hard heckling the feature, which annoyed me because the guy couldn't have been nicer. This <laughs> Japanese kid who's been here for like six years. What the, the kid with the name does? He have a white Jason, guy's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's his last name? Cheney. Cheney but it's, it's Cheney. It, it, he like changed it. It's really like you think so? Daisuke and he's from yeah. Chang. Yeah, yeah Changi. Right. Or Changi, or what's that hopper? Chingi. So he, he couldn't help. So this guy was like super nice. He's super nice and like lovable. And then when she started heckling him, he's like, hey, why don't you guys go blow me? And then like the crowd kind of turned on him because he kind of snapped. Yeah, you can't come with the, the weak. Uh, you can't come with the weak comeback or look like you frustrated because then you're dead. Especially when you're really nice at you're first. Dead. Like, yeah. dude, you're not Bill Hicks. You can't yeah. make that transfer. Yeah. Well, that, and that's what I told him too. He goes, you, you have any advice? I go, yeah, you might want to, if someone heckles you, respond in your character uh. not all of a sudden become a different person. Yeah. yeah. So then I, but I was angry at those girls for heckling him. Yeah. Then after every punchline, they would go, "Oh, Adam! Oh, Adam!" Like, like as if we were like in cahoots, right? So then I said to her, I go to the one woman, I go, "Are you uh, uh, married or divorced?" She's like, "Divorced." I'm like, "Oh, huge surprise, right?" So that got a laugh. I go, "What about you?" She's like, "I'm divorced." She's like, she goes, "My husband." No, she goes, "I'm single. My husband died." So, so now everyone's like. Ooh, you know, now it's really sad. So I didn't know what to say. So I was like, well, did you kill him? <laughs> yeah, but like, that's the, that, that would be my, uh, that, that's the kind of thing you got to say. What, what, what else? Because if she bring that up at a comedy show, 
the right. fuck? You know right. what I mean? It's not like you dragged it out of her. Right. She, she brought that up. And then she's like, game. But then she said, I, I wish I would have. So then that actually, there you that, go. that actually leveled. So that was yeah. fine. And uh, now go, okay, now shut the fuck up before I kill you, you fucking fat <laughs> Chalsa. <laughs> so then my, my girl, my girl, meanwhile, she's here and she's ordered all this furniture and she, and she built it herself. She built this, she built the cabinet. You make your, your girlfriend <laughs> build the, the house? No, I told her we were going to build it together, but I was away. So she's like, fuck it, I'm building it myself. So these other guys are like, the other comics are like, hey, want to go to the strip club, right? So I was like, like, no, my wife is at home building a life for us. Of course I wanted to, but I, I, I would feel too guilty. She's sending me pictures of like cabinets and I'm looking at like, I'm, she's showing me her wood. I'm so, showing her mine. God, I was I, like, this, you, you, you gotta just go tell her you went to bed. Yeah. Say, I love you. I'm so tired. Yeah. And then, and then when I you wake lie. up, then you wake up and you magically having a dream. You was at the strip club <laughs> and big titties in your face. Is that what you do? Maybe. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, but you, oh yeah, but you don't even have to cover up the perfume or the glitter or nothing. Right. Because your girlfriend's not there. Heather, do you ever, you ever go to strip clubs? No. Never been to one? Oh, no, I've been to one many, many years ago, uh, but yeah, I haven't been to now, one Now, Misha's recently. always having her after parties at strip clubs, right? That was probably the last time so I far. went to yeah, one. But they're in like a different part. Now, there are strippers that come in and give like lap, lap dances in that area, but <clears throat> usually her friends and family would be on the stage where there weren't really any strippers, so I didn't have to deal with any of them. Oh, okay. Nice. Have yeah. you ever gotten a lap dance? No. Hmm. You should. You strip once in your life. You know what? I just... <laughs> I I look at those girls and and I'm not judging because everyone's got to do what they got to do you know to make to make theirs but uh, I don't want that I don't want them touching me hmm. honestly like Why you I don't want that I wouldn't even want their <laughs> like I wouldn't even want their hand to come and touch my shoulder you know how much stuff you you know the kind of guys you're hauling around with on a daily basis <laughs> and the kind of heebie-jeebie that those guys I, have yeah you out of your fucking mind <laughs> yeah that's you're gonna true. get hangworm and staff and 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 AIDS and all kind of stuffs yeah uh, AIDS? uh, uh <laughs> Some of that guy, who <laughs> so, knows? Some guys have AIDS. I wouldn't trust a lot of the guy. I'd like she's going to Tenth Planet. That even I more been so there for a oh, little bit. Even more so. Even more yeah, so. It's a so. bunch of junkie, uh, he for junkie there, yeah. shooting up, sharing he for needles together. My my girl is having her bachelorette party this week in Vegas. Am I invited to that uh, one? You can go if you want. She's okay. going to Vegas. You're for the like, stripper. I wouldn't mind that. Her, her and like ten of her friends. Uh, I'm not having a bachelor party. That's fine. Okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna have a bachelor party. I just don't. You're not uh, gonna have a bachelor no, party. No, because like I, my whole life's been a fucking bachelor. I'll probably know the stripper yeah. or the porn star coming in. And then, <laughs> like, Why you don't just do a private party here? We have some drinks and we just get a couple hooker. <laughs> a couple hooker. Yeah, then don't make even a big deal out of that one. Just something, something intimate. And then you have sex with the hookers? I was going to say, he's going to take them all. It's going to be like 15 of us. Well, like, why don't you? He's I mean, going to take them all. Yeah, like, well, fuck you guys. Have yeah. fun. Well, we don't want you to get in trouble. So Go back to playing scatter. You can enjoy to talk to the hooker. You think so? That's a good idea? You know, tell the hooker some jokes to, to loosen that one. And then, I, you know, I, I take it from there. I don't think that's a good idea. Yes. Why do you have white, white stuff under your chair, under your table? Like, it's like white shit on my dress. That's cocaine oh. powder. I don't know. <laughs> that is where Greg said sometimes. Yeah, maybe from like moving stuff. That's uh, either uh, protein powder. Superman tram stamp is more of the question. Oh, let me see that one. Yeah, Heather has. I didn't even know you had. Ooh, a, like, that's because she have a super asshole underneath there. <laughs> is that why? Because you have a super asshole. All right, Heather. Right now is that uh, she's wiping the stuff off her thing. By the way, someone came to my show the other day in Tulsa, 
And I go, hey, he goes, I love the podcast. I never miss a, an episode. I go, oh, he goes, my favorite part is the, when, the, when the dog barks at the door. I'm like, that's the favorite part? <laughs> Every, there, there's all kind out there, as long as he's listening. <laughs> like, this is what, I'm like, couldn't you just get, like, dog barking? He's looking forward to it every episode. He's like, this one's Hanato, or this one's Bubba. They're definitely going to be late. Like, we're yeah. definitely going to hear a dog bark in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, hey, look, if and that's what turns trying to it off. off. That, that was his favorite part. I couldn't Maybe it. it bring him true reality. Maybe we you know? should give Miles a treat to bark right now and send a shout out. Maybe, but but back to the, your Superman asshole. Like, why do you have a Superman tram stamp? Okay, so oh you really want to know the story? Yeah. Hell okay. yeah! So I got it on my 18th birthday. Hold on, I have some water before I tell the story. Oh god, I, <laughs> are you sure that fucking thing? Uh, I, hot. I don't, don't want to be too hot. I don't give a fuck. Right. I, I had the people to hear what's going on. Okay. <coughs> yeah, okay. I I can I can suffer through the heat. All right, go on. Okay, so uh, when I was 17, I was living in LA, and I was. A little bit mischievous. I was Ooh, in high school. Seventeen. Seventeen. And young. my senior year, right? Yes. And and I went. Me and my friend were talking about getting a tattoo, and we ended up going. This is about t- different tattoo, but it leads into the Superman tattoo. Where were you living at this time? I was living in Encino, going to Taft High School in Ooh, Woodland Hills. Encino. And we went down to Inglewood and got a tattoo together. And we oh, were black, like... A black tattoo artist? Uh, no, it was a Hispanic guy. Oh, it was okay. a friend of hers. We were in like a garage right. at his house in Inglewood right. with um, like his homemade tattoo gun. Mm-hmm. And we decided to get paw prints. So I have this... Paw prints right above your vagina. You, you have ahead. paw prints above your vagina. Those, those is kind of cute. Okay, so... <laughs> that, go on. Thank you. It leads high to the, your pussy. <laughs> So no, it goes in, it's going away from it. <laughs> not in my, not the way I'm looking. So it's moonwalking. To the I'm pussy. upside down on that when it, I see it. <laughs> ah, okay, so back to my story. Go on. Uh, I I'm playing hockey at this time and I'm in the high school and hockey? stuff. No, like like hockey, like ice, ice hockey. hockey. Oh, you playing a sport? And I really yeah. wanted to play Division One, but I didn't. I didn't get into any schools. I didn't get recruited by any schools. So the tattoo would help you. <laughs> All right, go on, go on. So. I'm like applied for uh, Santa Monica Junior College. I was I had all my classes registered, everything, and all of a sudden my dad gives me a call and says I got you into a, a school called Saint Cloud State Minis- in Minnesota. The same you, you're giving a lot of background story. On hold this on, one. this is very no. This, this is, is the, uh, the preface, the the prologue. There's a real reason, and I'm telling it's fucking, it. It's a fucking. Three it's almost done. Okay, so I end up getting into the school right the because my dad like appealed it and said this whole letter to the school to get me into this school right. Right. Got me in there. Getting, hold on. Fight. Yeah. Right, go on. So he got me in the school, and it's they had a deep, yelling at Division about- One team <laughs> yes. coming that year, right? right? Because of Title Nine or whatever. Yeah. So I make the team. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And all our our gear has the exact four paw prints on. So if I got like sweatpants with the because it's Division yeah. One, we got a lot of gear. Had the paw prints just like my. Do you tattoo. think your dad showed on a picture of your vagina, and, hit, <laughs> and that's why this happened? It was like, you don't so, have a paw prints on you them. get the synchronicity there right, of like, I didn't even know I was going to be going to this school and I yes. got these, this tattoo and it's just like exactly the same as our, 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 our logo yes. or whatever. Okay. Okay. So once mitzvah. that happened and I had this like, I, I, this vision, I turned 18. I was already, it was 17 when this happened. Right. I turned 18. I went and got this Superman tattoo because I felt like I must have superpowers, superpowers to, in order to have, you know, almost like, Knew that was happening and getting this, like literally getting this tattoo back then. 
Oh my gosh. Probably a lot. And also mushroom. <laughs> but no, I had never here's the question why you didn't make it to be Superwoman or Supergirl? Yeah, it is Superwoman. No, it's not. It's Superman. It's the same logo, you actually. You want somebody to Superman you from behind. <laughs> it's the same logo. It's the same, actually. I'm going to. I'm gonna, Superman, yeah. that hoe. You like, heard uh, that song? Soldier Boy. Yeah. It has so, steel drum. That's my story. It has steel drum. Apparently, nobody there. likes that I like story. Your st- I love your story. I love your story. I love your story. If I was looking at that, now I know when I'm looking at that. <laughs> And when I see your cheeks and I see that Superman, I go, wow, this is even more a hitcher experience when I make love to you from behind. Uh, yeah. Because I have some context. Have, and some, have any guys it has like, some texture to you, asshole. Have, okay. <laughs> and also your vagina. Have any guys behind you been like, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's my cum? No, no has that ever that's never happened? <laughs> why, are you looking at, why are you looking at Renato when you say that? Because he <laughs> knows that I understand. <laughs> what it's I, super He knows what I go through on a daily basis. I think it's hot. Why are you asking him that? Nice, he doesn't have a super. I never saw it. How come you don't... Sh- do you cover it when you fight? It's funny that you have never noticed it when I fight, because no, I don't. You don't cover it? No. Oh. Hmm. All right. Well, there we go. For the hacker, cover you know, it. when How she was there it? bending over or cleaning the dress, she have a nice ass. When yeah. I did Kingdom, they they, you know? they had to cover it. Sp- speaking of which, uh, did you see Paige Van Zandt's uh, ad that she put? No. The so Reebok Black Oh, I did see that. I did see that. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. People were very upset about this. Why? Because they said it's kind of like, a, uh, I don't know, maybe... Uh, below her or 900 uh, sex Who gives thing. a shit? Right? Who gives I don't a see shit? it like that at all. I, I hear a lot of, you know what? I, I never hear this from guys, but I hear from some female, like BJJ girls and some female fighters, like when they see other girls looking sexy or putting out sexy pictures, they go, oh, that's just setting us back. I go, listen. There's class At the moment this. that we at right now, the, <laughs> there's no other female sport that men pay attention to and care about more than women's MMA, in my opinion. That's so true. Yeah. I, I can't think of any fucking female sport where guys go, yo, did you see that, you know, that so-and-so fight, karate hotties fighting so-and-so, yeah, yeah. Honda House is fighting that, you know, you of know, all that kind of karate hottie, hey? Well, I like that. Well, don't get me started on that one. Okay, no, so, okay. Joe, but, no, no but you're right, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Healthy Joe Clark. Yeah, did you, you heard about her? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. And then so... Um, if part of that situation is that the men is attracted to that women and the one women who know how to take advantage of that is taking advantage of that, I don't see a problem if it provides more opportunity for a female but, athlete. Okay. Okay. On the real though, yeah. there's a way to do it, right? I, you know what? Why is there a way I to can't it? because there's there's certain things that you just don't put out there that are it's class. But okay. to me, to me, oh, go ahead. You okay? But if people. If there was a way to do it, right? Yeah, there is a way to do there it. I think Paige be, There would never be a Muhammad Ali. Okay, there would but... There would never be a Conor McGregor. There would never be this. Because all those people Adam, went away from the way to do things. They can do... But they can be unique and still be classy. Okay, so let me tell you this. I'm going to put it to you this way. Um, <clears throat> there was a time... Conor's humble and, and defeat, right? He's classy. Never mind. We're talking about female. <laughs> uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, I got to look already at Conor McGregor. Every time I see this guy, he got the tattoo, he has the shirt. Um, anyway, like you have a male, take another male-dominated stuff, like hap music, okay? Right. Uh, you know, sometimes you have a female um, hap music. Like a Nicki Minaj. Where, 
Well, where they have like a thug out vibe, like where they're trying to be more like a guy or yeah. whatever. And they're trying to go away from the femininity, okay? Right. Which that's fine. That's her style. Like, uh, and as Acro long as Puffs. she has steel, she, or, or yeah, or Lady, like Lady of Hage. Lady, or, right, right, remember right. those older ones? Or yeah, the, yeah, I yeah. remember there was a LA chick named Boss or some shit like that. And she was not bad. Anyway, then you had a chick like Lil' Kim and you had uh, Foxy Brown who come into the thing wearing a fucking bikini and high heels and, and using the sexuality, but they had skills on the microphone. Right. Uh, Foxy Brown was good. Uh, Lil' Kim was good. I don't good. think you can compare athletes to but I'm just entertainers. Like, well, you, in I'm that going, sense. I, I can you because can. that's how I see it. Okay? So so uh, when I see that, I think you, some of the thuggy ones could go, she got to dress like a hoe to do it. Well, that's her fucking way she's doing it. Yeah. And then you want to dress like a guy and put on sunglasses, headband sunglasses, and a, whatever the fuck you want to have on, you do that. And you know what? There was nothing. That's that really, your style. I, I, I watched that video. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, compared it to like Magana or Felice. Exactly. That's the or, difference I'm talking about. So you think that, that she's doing it the, the, uh, the right way? I think Paige is, is very innocent and, and she's cute and sexy and, and fun and playful. I don't see her as uh, as like um, dirty slut. or... Yeah, no, I don't at all. Like I think that she she's selling herself well for who she is and she's like portraying, well, you know. But like so when you start posing in certain ways... I don't mind that either, to be honest. I think it takes you, all kinds. Uh, I, I think it takes what all What about kinds. the shit that Misha Tate has done? Like what? <laughs> like posing in the very uh, um, uh, provocative pictures I think and that stuff like that. The, I love that shit. I think, it make me want to see her Yeah, yeah, more. yeah. But all the pictures of Misha that she's posted like... Uh, she may be in a in a bikini or whatever, but she's posing in a in a in a but respectful who's to say, way. Who's taste? Who's yeah. ta- you know? It's like to me, you know, you know. There's what's, a difference. You know what's more offensive to me? It's more offensive somebody shouting out somebody for being distasteful than it is the distasteful act to me. Uh, you know, it's like if that's what a person want to do to promote themselves. Beyond hurting somebody else. Yes, they're right. For what sure. the fuck is business of uh, and, and somebody it's all else? Matter, I remember as a comic. It's they're right, but it's not professional. Uh, what's professional? But that's, to you, it's not professional, but that's not a, uh, an absolute. It's not, a, it's not an absolute. What is professional? What's unprofessional? I know as a comedian sometimes, like, and this sort of relates, I would go to a, a college yeah. and, they, and they would say, hey, you got to be clean. You got to be PG. But before the show, they would be blasting Lil Wayne saying the most fucked up shit yeah. I've ever heard but like because it has a beat behind it yeah. and it's a, it's a I'm like but wait a minute like to me there's just such double standards and you either almost have to say anything goes or nothing goes now I agree look if, if all of a sudden you know Paige Van Zant put a thing out of her getting bukkakeed and 12 dudes are jerking off on her and she's saying buy, buy my Reebok gear <laughs> yeah. I would say you know what this is a little too far but even like Magania okay so why is Magania posting an ass shot in Puerto Rico any different than Misha Tate being naked on Sports Illustrated? Like, the only thing, the body issue. The only thing is Misha Tate's getting paid for it, and Magania's not. Uh, but why is that any different? Heather. Well, it just, it's the way that she's putting it out there, I guess. It, 
so to speak. Like, what does that mean? It's the way that she, like, if she were to be like posting that and saying, "Hey, I'm all for you know women uh, as an as an art, and it's all about like the women's but figure why can't she and stuff." Why can't she be like, you know what? I have a great ass. I want to show people, and boom, look what I'm working with. I'm only gonna be this age for a certain time. I like to fuck. I like men. I like to be a sexual person. Look at this. Take um, this. I just feel like we have a like a, a duty so much to like to to speak out to those the younger generation, and I just don't. I wouldn't want my daughter to act that way to at any age. Sexuality. She can express her sexuality in a, in a way that's not to celebrate so, her body. Uh, out, it, you know social to where there and then she would then be showing other women to you know i don't know i just don't become this like thin line and i understand what you're saying heather we're like you have a girl right with her tits out and her and like hold you know her hand over her vagina and if she puts hashtag women power people be like yay no but if she puts hashtag i like cock she's a fucking slut but it's it's the same fucking picture and and, and it's all the it's the eye of the beholder because if you look at there is no absolute because if you look at Muslim country and stuff like that, you look at you know certain country where to see the to see a woman's uh, neck or something like that is like holy shit that that's that's a turn that's too much, you know. You would laugh that off and go, why? That's a ne- that's not sexual to them. I just think people have have a right to do whatever they want, but it's just if mm. what, they should be more particular about what they're putting out there for the public to see. We still in your, have in your opinion that yeah, I mean, I, I okay, that's fine to an extent. Yeah. No, I mean, but, there but has I just to be- feel like the to. to I think that that kind of shit hurts the woman more than it helped the woman to 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 make it so that. To make a big deal out of showing you ass is a problem to me. I feel like in this country, I've said this before. I don't think we, it's about showing their ass. I don't think on. it's bad people show country, their ass. But In it, this country... If we, they're bending over with their butt sticking out and you can see everything else... I couldn't see a bit there. I see her showing no, no. a picture from behind the ass. You know, she wasn't pulling her butt cheeks apart. Page about, no, uh, fucking Magana, whatever. Magana, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, um, But, you know, I find There's, that... I find that <laughs> She hates Magana, too, though. This oh, whatever. Fuck Magana. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not about her. Whatever. I'm just saying, um, to me, <laughs> I feel like in this country... <sighs> Don't forget that we're talking about a sport where you're stomping somebody's guts out on, we, for pleasure. The other thing. You know, that we, we're talking about, let's pay attention to what we're talking about. You're saying, this women is supposed to be a good positive home model for young women coming up. So what we're saying is, it's admirable to, to knock out another human being cold or to bloody her up to where she needs stitches and she's bleeding and dizzy and they have to say, hey, hey, let's stop this thing. It's a sport. Hold on. But, because we're calling it a sport, but we're seeing this gruesome thing where you got people be, and mind you, I like this sport. I like to watch that, yeah. okay? But, we're saying to children, that's the part that is okay. But, on the flip side, when she's on her free time on a beach or wherever, oh, I don't want, I want my woman, my daughter to stomp somebody's brains out, but I don't want them to show to her ass cheeks um to me i i don't understand that that line of thinking and i don't understand where you could also watch somebody beat the shit out of somebody on fox but then he goes fuck this and it goes like like 
Let's let's grow up, people. We watching somebody's fight, it, it, and then the words is more. I it boggle the mind. I boggle the mind. I mean, Heather, Heather, I see your point. And if I had a daughter, I want her to be more like you, probably, than Angela Magana. Mm. Um, so I understand. And I, and Not I think, me, Magana. I didn't say nothing. Uh, so. Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I think it's great that you're not posting your vagina on you know Snapchat and shit. Yeah. I don't think it's that great. <laughs> she was posting the vagina here, uh, but you guys didn't got to see it. I got to see it, uh, but it was very feminist and very feminine. Uh, but okay, so let's talk about uh, speaking of which. So uh, Paige Van Zandt posts that immediately. Angela Hill makes fun of her, says this is a one nine hundred. Oh, come on, Angela! It's one nine hundred hot girl. Come hot on, girl. I know Angela. She's better than that. You, Angela's a funny chick. I'm surprised that she's. And you know what though? She's just trying to get a fight. That's what I was just about to well, say. Well, then all pages. That's what I just thought. All it, pages yeah. people then went after Angela. Great. And then Angela Smart, called them all a bunch of fucking cucks and a bunch of losers and whatever. All the, so it was a whole thing. Now, that's a good fight. Is Angela back in the UFC? Yes. Yeah. Back in the UFC. Yo, that's smart. That's smart. That I, I I take it back what I said. She's just being smart. And people were she saying, don't really believe that the shit she she's saying really about believes her, it. I doubt it. That as well. But she I is just trying to fight. Well, people were saying like people were coming after Angela. All the, the all the 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 fans ants. I guess mm-hmm. they call them. Oh God. Uh, they so, have that. Yeah, they they're okay. called the fans ants. And Angela was going back at them. And people, and then I said that's a good fight. And people were saying, "Why it is, is a that good a good fight. fight?" It's a fantastic fight. I said, first of all, Paige Van Zandt's two and three. Uh, two, uh, she's she's one in, out of her last three. She won. She's one and two. Hill has won uh, four to five. Granted, you know the level of opposition. It was Invicta versus, uh, you know, she lost to the Karate Hottie and um, well, the other little Rose. and Rose. So you can say they're better, but little. Uh, uh, who do you think wins that fight? Angela and Paige. Yeah. I think uh, it's a great fight. yeah, I don't know if Paige could. I don't maybe submit her. Or I don't know. I don't really know. I've never. Angela I've never has gotten a lot better Paige. than she used to be. I was vet, her last fight. I was I. I already like her as a person, and I respected her as yeah. a fighter. But the last fight, I can't remember who she like fought. Jessica Andrade. But it that made me a a, a fan of her as a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I met her a number of times. We very cool. But I was like very impressed because Andrade is a beast. A beast. And I, I was, because I like Angela, I was scared, to be honest. I would never say before the fight, but now that it's over, I was scared for her. Like, oh, I, I don't want to watch. Her down I don't want to watch uh, Angela get the didn't. shit beat out of her. And then when the fight that she gave, even though she lost, I was like stand up so and applaud. I. I I, that was crazy. amazing. I, I, so, so, shit. I don't, I think that's a great fight. Bad fight for. Um, for Van Sant or the what's the Van Sant yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. because there's not much to gain for Van Sant but it's a lot to lose. And the thing about Angela, I remember after one of her fights, I said, "Good job," and she's like, "Finally." She's basically said like, oh, "I can't lose them all" or something. Like she, it was something that was like you don't get that from fighters. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, she's like, like, and the thing about Angela, even one time like she lost, and I said, uh, "Hey, you know, keep your head up," and she's like, "Oh wow." She's like, you're, you're, you're not a complete asshole. Like, she's funny. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. And she's cool. And she likes nerdy shit and what stuff. Was your, she's what very was your beef with her? Oh, you have a beef with her? I didn't know that. So, okay. It seemed like you have a beef okay. with every Listen, fucking fighter. So, okay. I've known Heather for years. Yeah, I know Heather that. Heather is a really sweet girl. Okay? I know. Okay, people listening to this, me, I know this. Heather's real, okay? But we she, know she's, but she, she's, she's very Jewish, okay? She, she, she's very neurotic. She, oh, she, she's she a, has like a... She, she's the first Jewish girl in the UFC, right? 
Or Emily Kagan <laughs> and you? Yeah, I guess. Apparently. I mean, but I don't want this has to do with anything. Okay. So she, she don't want everybody to know she's, she's a little Jewish. I'm not, I mean, right? I'm so, so technically so, Jewish. Yes, my mom is Jewish, but I don't follow any what, one religion. What so I'm not. Those kind of Jewish women who. I don't who know why. In people's business. Like I'm in synagogue every time. I'm like. Like she's hanging outside oh the window. God. Who is that? Who is this? Oh, I saw a car driving up. And, and he, Adam, did you yeah. see the boyfriend? So they, they put her on the Ultimate Fighter with these girls, right? And they all ganged with up. With the shiks goddess. They all ganged up on her. I saw that. Because, but, but it wasn't necessarily her fault. She just like likes her blender very clean, right? To make a filter fish in there. Is that what happened? No. You make a homemade gefilch? No. Okay, explain. The, what, what's your beef with Angela? Um, she just was, you know, part of the, like, the bully gang, you know, and she tried to be, like, nice to me in my face, and then she would, I'd hear talking shit talking about Angela? back. Yeah. And then, you, you know. You like it because she's black. What? For real, though, how many times did she fart on you? Uh, she farted on me? Yeah. A lot. Oh, I forgot she about that. She really? She would fart on you? That, yeah. I think that's valid. That's disrespect. Yeah, that's if you ridiculous. fart on someone, I mean. Did you, you fart on her fuck back? you, dude. Maybe. I thought you told a story a few episodes ago that like randomly you just got one out on it. I got one really, really good. good. Well, you know, then then that's the fart. This is the shit the I remember. Game. <laughs> you remember the fart? Yeah, you play one day. Son. Yeah, that's the fart. You were a thirty-five-year-old That's what fucking woman Anderson said. Farting on people. Yeah, with no one else around though. It was just her and I. Okay. Yeah. Who? Who? Won Women the do game? that kind of nasty shit when nobody around. Well, Angela did it in front of everybody. But I'm saying yeah, because she's bald as fuck. But like girls, people think girls don't do that. Girls get a nasty. That'd be funny if they fought each other. They like, like guys. advantages, like farts. Like you know, they have like striking reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who has exactly. stinkier farts? Yeah. <laughs> Fart. All right. Okay. So you and Angela. So she was kind of. So no. I, I, yeah. And then it's I the think Jewish she thing, you know, the gas chamber. A, uh, alliance with Beck and. <laughs> Uh, Magani and stuff just built more of a hatred hatred towards me it seems and I don't really I, I don't really pay attention to that though Adam honestly like I I don't really give a shit like right. I'm doing my own thing of course of course but who do you think wins it so you, you think uh, Paige wins that fight uh, I, I I don't know I've sparred with Angela a couple times and she's got some good striking I think Paige would definitely have to uh, you know, take her down. But I th- from watching what Paige is doing now, she's doing a lot of strength conditioning. So maybe she's really building a base and strength. And she uh, maybe, you know, could get her down. I don't know what Angela's doing in terms of her wrestling and jujitsu. Well, she's at, uh, over at San Diego. Those girls seem to be, they have like a little club there. Yeah, well, and everyone's losing from there. <laughs> to be, to be all honest. All the guys and all the girls are losing. Uh, to be honest, they're not going to make that fight. They, they, the, the UFC... They have a good thing with. Uh, I think they're gonna give Magania. Phil Davis is not losing over Paige, there. So that Phil, Paige Phil Davis over there. Phil, Phil, Phil's not losing. Okay, Phil, so he's the only one. Dominic Cruz has lost one fight in the last ten years. Uh, this over is there. true. So I mean, it's not. No, they have good fights. Jeremy yeah, Stevens isn't isn't losing. I mean, he he's sort he's of. He's not there. Isn't he? He's not there. Uh, I don't so, believe he's. But there. I know they have. He, they just, have, he just left for this camp, but he's still. He's that's a he spected fight camp line, though. Like I hear for, people. Yeah, he wasn't there this whole camp. The Invicta girls are all winning. Just uh, which Invicta girls? That one. Uh, time bomb lost. Who, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Time bomb, bomb lost. What that little blonde hair girl who has like Christine Stanley? Yeah, didn't she win? She's she's lost her last two or three. <laughs> okay, has anybody won? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm thinking like Kat what's, Zingano, the name of, what's the Zing, name of the camp? Alliance. Zingano hasn't. What are you talking about? Zingano hasn't won. Rowdy. Well, people sometimes people fucking lose. Angela, Jessica Penny. Hey, listen, Jessica Penny's fight was close though. Angela's been winning. Angela's been winning for her last fight, except for Andrade. Okay, all right. 
All right, all right. Uh, so, all right, what are we talking about? Also, uh, Nate Marquardt is now fighting Vitor Belfort. Uh, I saw the picture. You know what? The picture of Belfort. Yeah. It looked like uh, what's his name, uh, Gary Chonin. Really? Did you see? I thought at, at a glance, I looked at you know because he have a different uh, body type. Of course, now. he's not on TRT. They, what do you suggest? That they that they should let both the fight, of the guys. Well, now, now I take umbrage to that because why? Why you suggest why he can't when he's in Brazil? Maybe his gym is near his house say. and it's close to there where he work out. They have a gold gym and then he's doing more push up, more, more uh, weight It's like lift. before and after in reverse. You know those like before and after ads where you're like, take this supplement well, and you look like this. It's exact. It's the exact opposite. Between maybe Belfort. he's just eat more. He have more of the the home cookings there that he's used to. I think they to. should let both these guys take roids for this fight. They're in they, fucking Brazil. They may be able to get away. Is with in Brazil a easier? Yeah, yeah. it's UFC two twelve. Which kind of, which uh where where in Brazil what's what state they in what city? In, I think it's in Rio. Oh nice. Where did you grow up in Brazil? Ah uh, here. Oh nice. Yeah. So uh, now who do you think? I think Marquardt wins this fight. I do too. I think so too. Vitor won. When's the last time he won a fight? Who Vitor? Dan Hendo. When was that? Oh wait, what was Marquardt looked good in his last one? Yeah, it's in Rio. Who, who, who did Marquardt beat, or did he beat the his he last? He knocked opponent? out. I know he knocked out. What's his name? Uh, he he uh, looked better uh, in his Lauren last. Cat. He knocked out. No, Tandon. but what was the last fight? He had a big fight last fight. He just fought Alvy. And Alvy he lost him to out. Sam Alvy. He l- no, it was decision. Oh, decision. He yeah. lost. It was that boring ass. Oh, fight, it, but it was. If I remember correctly, it was not a great decision. No. Was it, a great it was fight? just it was a, no, it was a really feel, boring I, well, fight. It was, but, a tough but it was like a bad decision. No? I feel like it, all Sam Alvey's fights are fucking like bad. Recently, like, like, yeah. no, but he pulls he 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 is a very awkward fighting. He style. is very awkward. But I'm just saying it's not like he have a bad decisions. He usually yeah. just knock out somebody you don't think he's gonna knock. He out. knocked out the guy that beat Rashad Evans. Fucking Dan, Dan Kelly. Kelly. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, think yeah. The, I think the one thing with this fight that they. Wouldn't be a bad maneuver. Vitor's already said it's his last fight. Yeah. So he's done after this. So he's um, just going to pump himself full of <laughs> well, so vitamin I, and There's vegetable. no reason not to, but like Marquardt, you beat Vitor in his last fight. You retire too. You've been yeah. around for way too fucking long. But let me long. tell you, I, I wouldn't, you guys is too quick to hide off uh, Vitor. I mean, poha. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, not, he's not the same. Yeah, but really. neither is Marquardt. He's still a little bit more of a threat than Vitor really is. I'm going to tell Vitor you said that. All right, okay. Mm. I'm going to make sure to call. Yeah, of I course. Have. I have his number to my phone. Oh, nice. I think I do too, actually. Really? Yeah. Why are you... Because he invited Stay, us Keep to your filthy gym. hands off of Vitor. <laughs> he invited my beach. Morgan and I uh, to Morgan Freeman? No, her no, boyfriend. Who? Her boyfriend, Morgan. Oh, nice this guy. guy you're still dating this Alaskan kid or whatever? No, the the, the, uh, the kid, the wrestler kid. He's a nice kid, super nice kid. Uh, young. He was on the show. Why you keep calling him a kid? Because he's 18 years old. All right, how old is he? <laughs> how old? You see his face? I like how she make all these things about these sluts and people inside that. And then be meanwhile, 27 in a couple of days. Oh, oh right. 27. All right, he's over the hill. He looks young. Okay. He, he has like a paper route. Like that's how I met him. He actually, <laughs> he actually delivered my paper, and that's how I met him. Well, she can't be more than twenty-eight. So what's the big there deal? There you go. So all right, hold on. Or let's she's twenty-three. This works. I'm gonna try this this new setup. What the fuck? You have an app that hello, looks like Dan old... Severn. I had a uh, phone call. Uh, hello, Dan Severn. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Not real, not real great, but I hear you. How are you, man? We got the legend, Dan Severn, UFC 5 champion, the only guy to compete in the WWE and the UFC at the same time. Guy with over 100 wins. Uh, just a complete badass. How are you, man? 
Well, I thought you were like talking about Brock Lesnar. You know, isn't he the the beast? No, no, man. We don't care about the heel fans. Care about Dan Savage. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Will well, he remember you? I was doing that as tongue in cheek. Let's put it that way. Of course, of Why course. He, said, that? he was talking about tongue in cheek. So, how are you, Dan? What's going on? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, how much time do you have? I, I, I have all kinds of things going on. Probably the most. Uh, urgent thing right now is the upcoming uh, Danger Zone MMA show that's going to be taking place this coming uh, Friday night down in uh, Auburn, Indiana. Now, now, what exactly is this MMA show? MMA is mixed martial arts. You know, like when we think of the Ultimate Fighting Championships, that just that falls underneath the umbrella of a mixed martial arts show. It's just uh, the biggest and probably best known company. Okay, and and and, uh, and uh, where is this show? The show basically is taking place in Auburn, Indiana, at the uh, National Military. <laughs> this, this is kind of a really interesting place, the National Military Center. I did not know that this place even existed until roughly, uh, I think, about 45, 50 days back. It's uh, it's like three or four museums in one. It's a military museum. It's like a car museum. It's uh, you know just like I said. I, I just got into the building probably about 45 days ago and was really blown away about what it has. Now, again, it has these different little museums, but then it has this big uh, you know, conference room or, or a, a rec center area or, or, or expo center, and, and we're, we're, that's the room that we're going to be utilizing, but they're going to have all the museums open up earlier. So as I've been telling people that the doors open at 6 p.m. and the show gets underway at 8, but... Get there a little bit early if you want, and uh, check out some of the museums because they will be open as well. God, I you 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 working for this uh, company now? Yeah, no, it's it's actually his promotion. Oh, okay. So I the others where well, you had it down low before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dan, Dan, can you repeat exactly where this place is again? Uh, it is it's in Auburn, Indiana. Yep. At the National Military Center, it's uh, you know if you go to Facebook page Danger Zone MMA. All the information is there as well. It's also the information where you can pick up purchase tickets, whether you purchase them at the door or you can purchase them in advance. And uh, there also is an internet pay-per-view. So if you're too far oh, away, you can't uh, make it to the, uh, the show itself, uh, you can actually order up uh, internet pay-per-view for just 10 bucks. That's not bad. Ten bucks is a that's a good deal. And you you, you, you well, oh you nice. Can sit at home on your uh, on your couch, and raid your own icebox, and uh, you know. Invite a couple buds over and watch the Danger Zone MMA or, event, or a couple female as more at my speed. But um, uh, yeah, of course, Dan Sam. So you fighting? That sounds like a little bit more old, old school type of. Uh, yeah. But we won't go there. We'll just we'll let that go and go for now. But uh, are you fighting in this one, or is it just your promotion? Again. Are you fighting it this one? Or are you? It's just uh, you. No, 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 no. Just, just a, a promotion type that's what I have fought on. Uh, previous stages on cards. I mean, uh, you know, as you guys were saying before, I started my MMA career back in 1994. Only ever planning on doing just one event, but one event went fine, so I thought, well, I'll do one more, and it led to the first year, to the fifth year, to the tenth year, God, to, well, I... basically 20 years later, it's time to simply uh, get out of Dodge, because when I'm older than most of my opponent's fathers... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, a problem. Thinking, you know, one of these guys are eventually going to catch me and, and going to wreck me into retirement. Just, just promise me this, okay? Just don't don't ever shave the mustache, <laughs> please. Yeah, what's that? I, I, don't I, ever I, I, shave. I, don't I, don't ever shave your mustache. Oh, <laughs> you know, I hate. I don't, I, think, 
I don't think anyone would recognize me, though, if yeah, I did that one. Now. Of course, because I don't, you know, I get sick of these people who is famous for a mustache like Cheech Marin and fucking, what's that, Magnum P.I., and then they think they're doing something, or fucking, what's his name, Alex Trebek, yep. and they get an ego and they shave the mustache and it's a turnoff. Yeah, I agree. I no, hate- no, 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 I, I'm pretty certain that uh, mine is going to be with me for the, for the long haul. Oh, praise Jesus. Now, I got to ask you a bunch of things. Now, Dan, recently um, Ken Shamrock said that he would have uh, whooped Brock Lesnar in his prime. Uh well, how, what do you think about that? <laughs> I just like to just kind of smile and laugh here just a little bit. Uh, you, you know, let's. You know, I, I, I just refer to Ken as the sham. You know, uh, he is uh, he's, he's delusionary at best anymore. I think some of the the pharmaceuticals that he's put into his body, I think, has kind of gone to his brain and. Uh, and uh, he's thinking that he was better than what he ever actually ever was. So I just would say let, let his record speak for itself. And yeah, uh, no, no, yeah, would have would have uh, would have uh, destroyed him uh, hands down. Um, I mean, even uh, just myself. A lot of people were blown away with what I did. But when I entered when I entered the UFC for my very first time. I was already a decade past my prime. So people are going, dude, you're like this, you're that. And I'm thinking, oh, I go, that, that's called Dan Severn residue. But my residue is probably better than what most people can muster up in the first place. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, the fact that, look, I mean, you fought Ken Shamrock twice. Although Brock, you know, it depends on what Brock. Brock in his prime, the, the Brock that beat Frank Mir at UFC 100, I think would have ran through Ken Shamrock in his prime. The Brock that lost to Frank Mir the first time, who got leg-locked, might have gotten leg-locked by him, right? Well, no, and that's what I told people. When, when uh, you know, a lot, let's just look at some of the facts. When you look at, uh, when you look at the top 10 people per weight class on an international world level, if you look at what their true roots, what their real background is, where they started, you're going to find probably about 85, 90% of them are wrestlers, high-level wrestlers. Again, that's my background, so it's near and dear to me. But with a high-level wrestler, you have a work ethic and you have a mental mindset that is equal to none. You know, that's, that's my background. You know, I, I went to college, and I went there on a full athlete scholarship for the sport of wrestling. Now, wrestling like gymnastics and volleyball, and uh, you know some other sports like that, you literally have to leave college with tangible skills. Whereas football players, basketball players, hockey players, and and baseball players, they're hoping to be caught up into the draft. And when the draft comes and goes, and they weren't even on, on a blimp on the radar, they depression sets in, and they uh, flunked out of college, and they had an opportunity for a free education. So, you know, I. Yeah, again, I, I don't go off a little bit on a tangent. To me, I came from a family of, I had seven other brothers and sisters. I was second on the totem pole. I would have never thought of asking mom or dad for money to go to college because there wasn't going to be no money to do that. But by my sophomore year in high school, when I had a couple of colleges, started to take some interest. I go, whoa, there might be another option here right now. I might be able to do this route. And uh, I really put forth a great deal of effort. And then by my... I've seen the year. Yeah, I was the, the number one pick in the United States at my weight class, and I had the academics to go along with it. 
Now you had you had four brothers. They were all all Americans in wrestling. Yes, I mean, yes, I'm really proud of that. That out of a out of a family of eight kids, all five males went to college on full athletic scholarships for the sport of wrestling, and all three of the, my sisters, the females, went to college on just about full academic scholarships. So I like to tell people that I'm a jock with a brain. <laughs> Of course, the running, the running rivalry between the siblings is this. The sisters will say to the brothers, oh, tis it better to have brains or bronze? And then we'd have to say, well, you know, us Neanderthals can beat the brains out of you. You realize that, don't you? <laughs> That's so, true. You know, so, like, touche. Yeah. Now, uh, now, last year, you were supposed to fight Tank Abbott. Uh, and well, you- no, 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 no. <laughs> just, just cra- I'm going to stop right there. No. The original fight was Ken Shamrock the whole time. That's the only reason I bothered to even come out of retirement. I had a company that said they were going to, they, they had already been speaking to Ken Shamrock and that they had him locked down and he had already signed a letter of intent. He had already taken part of his financial proceeds. And then lo and <laughs> behold, he takes a fight two days before this scheduled event with uh, in Bellator against uh, Hoyce Gracie. And, and, and they're thinking, it was me that brought it to the attention of this, this uh, Canadian company, UR Network. Uh, and and uh, they didn't even know. I, and because and you know, Ken was so conceited and cocky, he goes, well, you know, he tells, uh, tells the company that he already signed up, well, why don't you just move your show back by one week? I'll fight Hoyce Gracie one weekend. I'll fight Dan Sever next weekend. Does Dan Sever have a fun, have a problem with that? And when the company told me that, I go, oh, no, I go, no, Dan Sever doesn't have a problem with that whatsoever. I go, but you, Mr. Company, your problem might be this. If Ken so much as get a, gets a hangnail, it's an automatic 30-day suspension. You might want to move it back by just over one month. I mean, literally, I'll just simply say this. The stupidity was running rampant between a company that has never done mixed martial arts. And again, and that's why I say that their stupidity was innocent because they had never done this before. Right. And, but, but the stupidity, or I should say really the shameful part of Ken <laughs> is what really ekes this all up. Now, but so then, okay, so then Ken drops out and then Tank Abbott is supposed to come in. Uh, you had already beaten Tank Abbott once. Were you, were you excited to fight him again? No, no. I mean, when, 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 I mean, literally, when they, when they were, they when they were searching high and low again, I'm dealing with a company that doesn't know anything about MMA. They were offering up several different names. One name was a guy that was already deceased. And I go, well, I go, that would be a pretty easy match here right now. That would be a really easy match here for me. I, all I got to do is show up for that one. But I mean, again, I'm helping them out. I'm educating them, and and uh, I and then they were saying, I said, well, I said. Yeah. Because time, you know, it was like less than nine days before he bails out. And I go, you better contact take right away because he still, once you hit a certain age, you have to go through some additional tests, some stress tests of his nature to make sure you know, that you're actually in good physical condition, that your heart is okay, and things of that nature. I mean, literally, I had to jump through a lot of extra hoops because... You know, yours truly is no spring chicken there either. Right. <laughs> and so he does not end up he does not end up passing the physical. And yeah, see now a lot good. of people get mad about Tank Abbott. I think no, no, no. Don't get mad at a Tank Abbott. 
let's go for the, the shameful one. Yeah. He's the one that everyone really should be pointing their fingers at and go, geez, that little bit greedy there, did you there, uh, Shamrock? So uh, that's what to me. It's like, uh, to me, Tank was a man who stepped up to the plate with only a couple of days' notice. And the good part is he got these physical, they've got these tests, and at least he's aware he's got some physical problems, but it, it will be up to him to correct his problems. Otherwise, we won't see Tank around very long either. And I got to ask you, there was one fight where people said it was fixed between you and Shannon Rich. Uh, Shannon says it wasn't Rich, but you were suplexing him like at least 35 times during the fight. What happened there? You know, I've been in, I've been in matches where, again, he's not the only one. I've actually had other matches thought to be before. They're like, dude, you could have killed this guy. Or why did you just put him away? I go, well, I, I go... I'm putting on a show. In the words of, an, uh, uh, there's a professional sir by the name of Scott Demore, and his statement to me is, he goes, Dan Severn, he says, you're the only guy I know that can go out there in a cage fight and actually put on a performance where the guy is fighting for his life and you're just putting on a show. I like okay. that. He mind me of myself. I know, yeah. I, know, I know he's fighting for his life, but to me, like going, I, I know what my skill set is. I'm not going to stand there and play the punching, kicking game because I'm going to come out on the short end of the stick. I simply always knew it. And if you look at my, my track record, as long as I can close that distance and I can either jam guys up against the cage wall, take them up, down, uh, they're in my world. And that I will makes, do with that makes a lot of sense. So, 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 so that makes sense. So you, you were kind of playing with Shannon. I, I, played with, I played with several people. I've actually... Uh, I'm trying to think of Tra- Travis's last name right now. They, I've been accused of uh, false matches with him, and because they're saying because they're saying uh, the entire time that he that he did match, so why did why did he throw a right at you? Like, you're asking me. I go, why don't you go ask him? Right. I'm not him. And, and, and just because it was a lackluster match, I'm thinking, well, these are real fights. I can't exactly put on like a professional wrestling. You simply know you can put on. Exciting match because yeah. we're working together on everything. Right, and you're you an entertainer, even though you're a, you're a fighter, you're right. a great entertainer. But you know, speaking of that, uh, is there truth to the humor that um, that before Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno did the Hulk, that you and uh, Freddie Mercury was supposed to be cast uh, on that Incredible Hulk TV series? <laughs> I don't know where you ever heard that one, but nope. Yeah, Freddie Mercury was supposed the to be. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to be Bruce Banner, and then you were supposed to be the Hulk. No, I, I didn't hear that. Oh, I, I don't know. That that humor's been flooding around. Oh, somewhere. That, wow, that's that's a great. That's a great. Maybe rumor. I'm. Maybe it's. I'm. Uh, maybe, I think. I think that's. Let's take care. But that has uh, thrown a few of the old Freddie Mercury uh, one-liners and slams to be there <laughs> o- o- over over the past career. Now, now, now Dan, uh, in your fight against Hoyce Gracie. You were beating him up. You know, you, you, you basically said you could have finished him, but you looked over, you saw Hoyce's dad, and Hoyce's dad was going to let you murder his son. So at that point, you said, you know what, this is not that important, and you kind of let Hoyce beat you. Is that, is, is that how it, it kind of went down? Well, uh, you know, um, you, you're, you're, you're getting right to kind of the blunt nature of it. But there's only one person that knows really what down in that match, and that's me. And, but you got to get... You know, it, it's hard to explain it in just a couple words, but the, the reality is I come from an amateur wrestling world that has a lot of rules and regulations. 
And all of a sudden, I'm called in. I mean, I, I, I fill my application to be in this. And they finally give me the nod that I'm in, but only because I'm a last-minute replacement. I only trained five days, an hour and a half a day. Now, again, you've got to go back in time. If you go to any kind of community, nowadays, you go to any community, I don't know how big or how small, and you will find a mixed martial arts gym somewhere with a cage or at least a section of fence that you can practice your know, cage wall tactics, things of that nature. But back in this time era of 1994, there was only one cage and it was owned by the UFC. So I drove basically just over two hours to Lima, Ohio from Coal, Michigan to train at Body Slammer's professional wrestling gym with Al Snow and two other professional wrestling pro- protégés. They had one old pair of boxing gloves between the three of them, and they were basically, they, you know, as one guy got tired, he'd swap out the gloves, and they were trying to punch, kick, and do whatever types of crude submissions that they knew what to do. Wow. I just basically kept staying out of range or closed the distance, took them down or threw them down with amateur wrestling type of techniques, slapped on amateur wrestling moves, turned the amateur wrestling moves illegal because it's, all, it's good to go now, and I made him scream and squawk. My, my training camp for, for my illustrious five days, an hour and a half a day, I did not throw a single punch. I did not learn, I did not learn a single legitimate punch. I did not learn a single le- legitimate submission. When I even showed up to USC number four, when they, I was filling out the paperwork, because you had to fill out all this paperwork there, as you get there, I was being asked the question, so what is your martial art? I'd never been asked that question before, and I simply looked at the person and said, well, I'm an American wrestler. And they had never heard an answer like that before. And he looked right back at me and said, well, what is that going to do for you? And I simply said, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. Why don't you just watch? That's awesome. That's ballsy, my brother. That, that's awesome. What is? I mean, I'm literally, throughout my career, I, you know, the, the internet was not as prevalent as it is now where you can actually look up anybody and look up their stats and actually see footage on YouTube or whatever. Have yeah. you. Now you can go to... Uh, uh, you know, they've got all these different uh, websites that, uh, you know, that have all their stats and figure how, how often they win matches by knockouts, how many times that they win by submissions and yeah, that nature. But that. Yeah. during the course of my career, you... I would be standing in the ring as they're reading off certain credentials and, I, and, and I'm figuring out right then and there on the spot, okay, I've got to watch out for some hands, okay, now I've got to watch out for some <laughs> knees and feet and elbows. And literally, that's how quick I had to make my adjustments. Wow. So when you think of so when you think of a guy who starts a cage fighting career just before turning thirty seven years of age, you don't start it, you retire from it. And then go twenty years beyond that fact and, and I'm lifetime chemical free, uh, I don't think Hoyce or Ken can say that now, can they? No, absolutely not. Uh, now the, uh, they have both they yeah. both tested positive. It can't test the positive on a, on a few different things, on a few different things, on a couple of different times. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, now, CB has a question for you about your WWE wrestling experience, right? Uh, you tell me before. Um, Dan, so I had, I had heard for a few years now that there was one point where WWE wasn't really treating you too well in the back, and they wanted you to go out and job pretty quickly in the Royal Rumble, and you said, unless you meet my... Uh, demands. I'm gonna toss everybody out and fuck up your storyline. 
Well, uh, no, no. I mean, not quite like that. I'll tell you verbatim what was going down is we were we were at creative differences, uh, meaning that they, you know, I mean, the, the cycle of a professional sort of, let's face it, you're either going to start off as a face or as a heel. And somewhere down the road, you go back to being the other character. Well, basically, I was always kind of looked upon as uh, basically a face, but just kind of a no-nonsense face and a couple of those types of promos. And I just kind of went down there, just took care of business and, and left. Uh, so now the creative team is pitching me this idea of, you know, we're going to take it to the dark side. Uh, we're going to put 666 across your forehead, mark of the beast. We're going to make you an undertaker disciple. And I'm like going, oh, as they're starting to pitch this to, to me, I put my hands like, like a T for like a timeout. I blow the old whistle. I'm like, hey, you guys, uh, not going to happen. <laughs> I live in small town, USA. I'm not going to have any repercussions to my family, to my businesses, nor to myself. And then, you know, I, I got one of the, one of the, uh, the creative guys says, well, you know, you know Dan, we could, we could start using you, you uh, badly. And I go, what do you mean by that? Well, we could, we could start having you lose. I go, you could start, you could ask me to lose now, couldn't you? Where does it say <laughs> in my contract, I have to lose to anybody? Wow. And so, and, and this was just before the Royal Rumble is coming up. And in my mindset, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I could really screw their world up because <laughs> you simply know that the Royal Rumble, every, what, every two minutes, a new guy has gone out. You, you already know what your number is that you go out there by, and you already know at, at what point are you getting tossed out of the ring. Because I hope I'm not bursting anyone bubbles this when I say that professional wrestling is not quite what it seems. There's a predetermined outcome. So I hopefully no none of the listeners there are going to go home and cry under John Cena pillow or doll or something like that. But uh, you know, it's a show. You know, it's great. Now I don't take I don't take nothing away from because I travel with four of the most recognizable belts in the world. I've got three from the USC and I've got the NWA belt, and they're very they're very uh, near and dear to my heart. And people see the three UFC belts, they recognize that, they know what that is. They see the NWA belt, and I go, what is that? I go, National Alliance. It's a professional belt. I go, just like what you see on television, like the WWE in that. And then they always say, you mean the fake stuff? I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I go, no professional wrestling to hear the fake stuff. I said, because, you know, it, it, again, I always say, why is it? I think, obviously, you, you recognize these three belts back here from the Ultimate Fighting Championships. And they're like, oh, yeah, I love it. It's a real deal. I go, yeah. I go, why is it that I have been hurt far worse in my professional wrestling career than I have in all of my cage fights You're combined? You're going to get by chairs. And look at me. <laughs> and, and, and no, but that, that, is, but that is true. Yeah. And they it look stunts. at me and they'll be, be dazzled. So I, but I, I just tell them, I said, you know, so I say, you know, to me, professional wrestlers are some of the most incredible athletes doing some of the most incredible athletic maneuvers without aid of a safety net. Right. You should feel, you know, windows of time. So again, I protect the business in that aspect, but to me, right, getting back to the actual story, Royal Rumble's coming up. You know what number you're going to go out there to the ring by, and you know what, time, what, what, what number of person you're going to exit the ring by. So in my mind, I'm thinking, huh, I wonder if I approach WCW, Eric Bischoff and them, and to say, hey, fellas, what's it worth to you guys? <laughs> when, it's, when it's time for me to exit 
the ring, I turn fantasy into reality. <laughs> it's a live show. It's pay-per-view. you got a sold-out stadium. People are just going to think it's part of the show. And then I just started, and I just start spudding and tatering everybody. And I'm just waiting for the next guy to come. Now, let's face it. In just sheer numbers, although oh, eventually get me out of the ring, but did they get me out of that arena yet? Oh, something tells me for one night's work, I could have cut a pretty good payday. But to me, it, 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 it is one of the things I really don't understand about the professional wrestling business. You don't, you're not supposed to bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, it's true. That would have been hilarious if he just beat up 30 guys in a row. <laughs> and eventually they just yeah. stopped counting. Like they all come out at once and <laughs> just dance everyone. Yeah. Just... Well, look, look, you guys, let me ask you this. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to go off on, uh, onto a different tangent, but if I was professional, but it, you it, are? I, want, cause I, want, I want to bring a point here right now. Yeah. Is there any other business, any other business in the world that you can, you can take up or, or company that you can take up where if you are... If you're having a, an addiction problem and you fall off the wagon pretty hard, is there any company that you're aware of that will, that will put you into rehab, pay, flip the bill, and then rehire you afterwards, and they might do it two, three, or more times for you, the employee, or otherwise known as the talent? Is there another company in the world that you can think of? No. Not no. that I know of. Certainly not any of my no. company. <laughs> No, exactly. It's that's, I, I pose that question a number of times, and yet I go, you've got wrestlers that are making the most incredible amounts of money, and yet they, where else can they make that kind of money by being playing the, what I call playing Halloween. You get to dress up and be somebody else tonight, and if your character doesn't work out, guess what? They'll, they'll, they'll uh, make a match, set up in, in such a way that you get hurt or injured, you come back off television, they, they read... They give you a new outfit, they give you a new character, and you come back again. And there's been some people that they've had you know, a, probably a 15 or more year career where they were three or four different people and people buy into it. No, that's amazing. Like, it it is things. a lot of fun. I mean, I, it, it really does. It really is like, I mean, CBI, I see my whole Twitter timeline is people just loving wrestling. I mean, they, they are the most... They're probably the most uh, dedicated fans out there. Well, look at the positive influence he's had on CB. I mean, <laughs> look at we create uh, a now, character like this. Now, Dan, one of my always dream matchups because we, we used to have Kevin Randleman on the show all the time. Uh, God, God rest Kevin Randleman. So yeah, I love but, that dude. He but, always wanted to fight Tito Ortiz, and he never got that fight. Who do you think would have won that fight? Uh, Kevin Randleman hands down. Yeah, I mean, you you, you live a. Uh, you could you could actually brought Kevin Random in your uh, in your biology class. Have him stand up there, just take the shirt off, and you just say, "Oh, here's this the store side right here. Here's your triceps over here. Here's the pectoral area." I mean, the guy was carved up like like Greek Greek guy. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe but, Greek. You know, Greek. But, you know, he went to uh, Ohio State wrestling and stuff like this. I mean, you're you're touching on something near dear to my heart. He represented the sport of wrestling, and uh, oh, there's there's a uh, in, in a match where he had to tossing uh Fedor and I, I thought I thought he broke Fedor's neck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now uh uh Coleman, you you never fought Coleman, right? Or did you fight yes, Coleman? Yes, he did. Uh, who won the, uh, Coleman? No, no, I, I did. Yeah, no, no. Coleman got a win over him, yes. Yeah, yeah. Col- all right, Coleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like the two okay. monsters back then. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. that was like, oh, shit. These yeah, two- okay. But, right, right, but, right, right. Right. but Mark will even will admit to this one. I am 
lifetime chemical free. Now, you look at some of the people, I, I don't have many losses, but if you look at some of the people I have lost too, and you look at what their body looked like then, and you look at their, what their body looks like you know, a little bit afterwards, they don't look even close to what they once were. Oh, you, you, you're saying that uh, uh, Coleman was taking some more than just uh, healthy uh, um, a, a serving of fruits and vegetables for, and for steroids in college. Yeah. God, are you right now? Now, uh, now you're the one who got Rashad Evans into fighting. Um, uh, uh, you right? You you were Rashad's first coach. You were his uh, wrestling coach. Yeah, he was actually a wrestler up at Michigan State, and you know, my place is basically just a little over an hour drive down south of. Uh, Lansing, and yes, he came down and first started doing his amateur MMA training at my place. He did the first of his uh, amateur matches right on uh, Danger Zone uh, company, and then uh, he basically, uh, I got him into his first pro-level event out in California, and then uh, I got him in the ultimate fighter. Do you think Rashad should keep doing it, or do you think maybe it's time? Well, I mean, the hard part is if you... And a lot of wrestlers know this. Um, the, the hard part is if you're in some, some of the more middle type of weight classes, longevity is a lot harder to maintain because there's just masses of more numbers. If you want to stick around for a while, either be at the very lightest weight class or be at the very heaviest weight class. And that's, again, that, I, I, that's part of what uh, allowed me to be as durable, even though, uh, let's face it, the, last, the first, what, uh, seven, eight years of my career, it was still all that no holes fire There were no weight classes. But that eventually when they did come up with weight classes, it's not like I ever I never thought about losing weight there either because it, it was always what, two sixty five or under stuff like this. I always you know was always under that two sixty five barrier. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're thinking you know like that's a thing if if like Rashad Evans has been in so many wars, such a great fighter, you know, obviously was the UFC champion But at this point, if he's not cracking the top 15, top 10, like what's the point of keep doing it? But then a guy like you, I mean, you fought till you were 87. So, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean they, they, they like built a ramp for you. I, I look different like, my age, though. <laughs> no, you look great for your age. But yeah. I, mean, I mean, like you, your fights had to be at 630 because you'd be in bed by 7. So, I mean, so maybe, so maybe, well, maybe there that's, are... That's only if I get that, that early bird dinner special, you know, with my senior citizen discount. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean, at like at a certain point, right, we have to, I mean, but a guy like you, just you keep going, but not everyone could have 140 fights like you. I mean, you literally had, a, you had 101 wins, that, 19 that, losses, that, and seven disrupts. You're going to realize that sure dog of full contact fire did not exist until, what, two, three, four years after the fact. That's the closest that they can yeah. accumulate my matches, but I've got probably another 10, 15 matches. I'd say probably minimal of another 10 or 15 matches they think it's throw on there. Tell me about it. When those bars, when those bars broke, you know, businessmen were, were coming up to me and giving me business cards and saying, give me a call. Wow. Now, uh, now, you've been married for how long, by the way? Forever. <laughs> Too long. That's the worst part of his now, career. Now, was that one of the reasons you kept, <laughs> you kept fighting? Bag, bag, the tag, and uh, five kids later, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm, you I'm you have five kids and married for 40 years. Was one of the reasons to get out of the house? Is that why you kept fighting? Well, you know, some men go through this midlife crisis and they need a sports car. I just thought, well, you know, with, with uh, five kids, a mortgage, and a whole nine down, 
I think I want to climb into a cage and fight another man. <laughs> That's easier than dealing with that whole other shit. I know what you mean. Now, now, uh, now, Hanano, now I'm getting married uh, next month. Any, uh, any advice from the great Dan Sever? How old? I'm, I'm 38. She's 27. She's 27 and just 38. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I, it, it pops up a couple questions here right now. I mean, you do realize that. Uh, Typically, a female outlives a male, and you're already that much more older than what she is. Yeah, I don't care who bangs her once I'm dead. Is that, is, is oh. that where you're going okay. with? Okay, all right. Oh. I, I, I got you. No, no, I, no I, I have. I mean, it's, uh, um, I have uh, two of my children, excuse me, three of my children are now married, and I've, uh, I was the guy that had the, the talk with the, with the birds and bees. It was me. And uh, that was rather comical. And they were definitely a little bit different with the boys and then versus the girls. So I actually have big old son, daughter, daughter, son, son. So, uh, how did that um, sound? How did you break it to them softly? About birds and bees? Yeah, what's your, what was the hunt down that you gave to them? Well, well, I mean, I thought, well, we're talking about marriage really right now, but, 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 but the birds and bees, that was kind of funny, but the, but the thing about, you know, say the birds and bees. Tell us the funny the part. With the daughters was talking about, uh, you know, uh, my daughters, men are pigs, and uh, you know, to be wary of that, and I took them out to my, you know, my training facility, and I've, I've, I've basically taught them how to strike, where to strike, things <laughs> of that nature, and uh, they're like, they had, uh, but 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 you're but you're um, but you're a guy there too. I said, well, yes, I said that I was a pig too uh, before your mother married me. Nice. Well, that's uh, so, that's very honest of and you. What about to the men? You tell them a different story. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. There's different. Yeah. There's a different way to to talk about that, and that's. Uh, um, I'll say that. One, one, when they after the birds of bees talk, when they were talking about getting married, I said, well, this means talk number two, uh, and and now I want. You and your significant other, and so to have, to have a little meeting. And actually, I have I, I have a I have a piece of paper that I have laid out. It's, it's all laid on out. First time when I did that, uh, yeah, my, my my first child was was just kind of blown away that I was so organized. Uh-huh. And then I just basically laid on out that that uh, you, you know if you better get married, you better have a basic plan together. I, I, I mean I. I don't even think it should be called marriage anymore. It should be a contractual agreement. Yeah. Because I don't like I don't like this I don't like this divorce thing and I, I don't like the way that, that men Yeah, but that doesn't sound very romantic. In, I want to contractually in, agree in, with in the you. Whole divorce thing. Because marriage ain't very romantic. In the same token, our our uh, our schools are not doing a very good job about uh, talking about um, sex education and uh, you know how, how where where does the baby come from? So can people where, hire you? Where do the baby come from? Yeah, well, it it it, it comes from that uh, moment of indiscretion when you think it cannot happen to me, and then the next thing you know, it's kind of like uh, um, you know, yeah, I have missed my period. Yeah, tell yeah. tell me tell me about it, Dan Seven. God, I do. Uh, yeah. Some so, of I my mean, greatest I would opponent have to you, I'd that. have to take you out behind the woodshed, and we'd have to have a little bit of a chat there so that you understand the birds and the bees, how everything kind of works there. And, and so, uh, never, so, uh, <laughs> so that piece of paper that never, you had, it never, had like the position? To, to get away in the heat of the moment, realizing, well, maybe maybe she is, maybe she isn't. 
Yeah, but man, I, I like your style then, Seven. I would love to see that piece of paper. Maybe I can learn some stuff, you know, like you have some sexual position. Well, that, that, there, there, there is a reason why I have a book out, and it's titled The Realest Guy in the Room. Well, oh, The Realest Guy in the Room. Where can you, we buy that? Uh, you just go to Amazon.com, and that actually is the title of the book. It's called The Realest Guy in the Room. And I did not come up with the title, but... Uh, the uh, young man that kind of helped coordinate things together with me, his name was Ian Douglas. Um, he just he, he was just a big fan of professional sin, big fan of at the cage fighting, and so literally he just joined just uh, just kind of put things together. But he just couldn't believe that I had this. I've got this file of of oh, probably well over a thousand pages. So let me ask and, you something. Uh, I, when I when I envisioned this, I, you remember the Joy of Sex, the old book from like the seventies. I envisioned that you drew out the stuffs, but it's like you with that mustache, <laughs> and and you're showing the kids how you how Dan Severin does it. Is that is Guys, that? Let's face it. Okay, when I was you know, when I was in college, I was poor. You know, so yes, uh, you know, maybe. Where's this going, know, my brother? I needed the money. That's all I could say there, guys. I just you know I needed the money at the time. You know, I was just a poor college student just trying to. Work my way through. I appreciate that. Some I'm people have to work at, work at the local McDonald's, you know. I just you just bang checks in Michigan. I had to use. I had just had to use what God gave me. You know, that's all. Oh. I like your accent too, Dan Severin. I, you, you have that accent that it's like almost a Detroit white guy accent, but it reminds me of also Buffalo, New York, kind of. You know, like when you said hard. It reminds me of when, uh, what's his name, Hick James was said, you know, he was talking about the, the hang that he hit uh, Charlie Murphy, and he said it had the heart and wings, the heart. And he said it was imprinted on that black head of his. I'm sure he knows exactly what you're talking about. Listen, listen, li- listen, Dan. Uh, all right, so this week, Indiana, right? Indiana, uh, that's where it all goes down. That's the danger zone. Saturday night. Sing- the danger zone. This, yeah. coming, uh, this coming Friday. Friday, night. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayhem. I like it. Ooh, okay. And you will be there. So if people want to meet you and get your autograph, you'll be there? I will be there. I'll have the four championship belts on display. And yes, there'll be t-shirts and eight by 10. All that kind of stuff will be there. But the biggest thing is the fact that they'll be down there and they'll be watching a really great high-level uh, all-amateur mixed martial arts card. Beautiful. Fred uh, Rodriguez, he's my, he's my partner, and he has really put his due diligence uh, together to get some of the, the, the best competitors uh, in in the, the Midwest, and uh, it's going to be a great show. So and get out they, there and see that. It's a live show. It's always open at 6, show gets on the way, but simply go to Facebook page, Danger Zone MMA, now, and uh, now we have a com. Okay, now, or or go or order the internet pay per view. So you got you got different options. Now we so have a girl. Up. We have a girl on the podcast who's a, a UFC fighter, very attractive woman, uh, college educated, went to University of Minnesota, played uh, played hockey for them, and she just started interviewing people and doing announcing. Do you need anybody? Hey Dan, I I, I missed part of what was I I, I know you do. Having the job. Okay. Just, uh, the, 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 do you need a female announcer that have a, a, a great ass and a tattoo of Superman on the ass, she's above a, her ass? She's a UFC fighter. She, she just did announcing last week. She's really good at it. Uh, she went to University of Minnesota, played hockey for them, and was on the Ultimate Fighter, has some, uh, beat uh, Rowdy Beck in a fight. She would love to work for you. How could she get a job? Well, I mean, it sounds like she, she's, got, she's almost too qualified. <laughs> she, she's a professional. Yeah. But the fans love her. So if you need a girl, well, we, ha- I, we have your girl. Well, 
What, what, who, would, who, who, who wouldn't love a tough woman in the first place? Right, exactly. Thank you. So Heather Joe Clark. Uh, yeah, if you need any announcing or any commentating, I'm your, I'm your girl. Yes. Okay, well, definitely. Uh, we will definitely keep that all in mind, right? Awesome. We're all set for this, this, uh, this Friday night there. Let me ask you this. Do you uh, uh, speak any Espanol? No, unfortunately. I, I can understand more, oh. than, more than I speak. Is it a predominantly well, Hispanic uh, show? It, and well, 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 just just say more again for the novelty effect that it, you know it is secret yeah. mile, and we just you know train yeah. off of that. Ah, uh, gotcha. Plus, it, 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 so but I, I did live out there in Arizona for a decade, and, and the team at that point in time was probably you know fifty percent Hispanic, yeah. and you know, uh, so I, I I knew a whole lot more Spanish at the time because I used it on a regular basis, but after. Coming back to Michigan, uh, no, it just faded uh, away. I don't blame you. And plus, those those amateur fighting uh, shows always about ninety five percent Mexican anyway. So if you've been there, poja cara, you. <laughs> well, thank you, Dan. Uh, you are a legend. It was an honor having you on the podcast. Well, hopefully, you guys at least find out a few more new things about me each time you come on. There. Every time, I don't have that cook either. Absolutely, we we love I, you, I, Dan I, I, Severn. I, 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 I might have my own cooking show one day. You never know. I would love that. That would be great. Thanks, brother. And, just, and, I, and I'll say it like this. Can you smell what the beast is cooking? Ah, there you go. <laughs> that, makes you, that, that, that makes me a couple worlds there. Your professional's world, your MMA world, all at once there, guys. I love it. Anymore, if, if, if your fans want to uh, learn any more about this wacky guy known as the beast, they can simply go to my uh, website page at damsever.com. All the social medias are there. And uh, like I said, good shit. Order up the uh, internet pay per view or go to the, the show lives. Just go to Facebook page, Ages of MMA. Thanks, How guys. can people watch the fight? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, bye. Get off the phone, Dan Saverin. You're killing us. <laughs> that was the legend, Dan Saverin. Uh, what what a likable was, guy. What the yeah. fuck was that last part? Was that know, like man. a rock well, trivia gonna, right there? I'm going to have to go back into the videotape for that one because uh, <laughs> some of that was lost on me, but whatever it is, I like it. Dwayne Johnson just retired again. <laughs> If you would have told me, though, when I was watching the UFC, him versus Hoist Gracie, that like one day I'd have him on my podcast. Yeah. I mean, how cool yeah. is and that? And him being that cool, because back in the day, he looked like a, like a, a maniac, like a sadistic. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have like that friendly vibe right there. He was quiet and mean. You know what I'm saying? When I, when, when I met Hoist Gracie, uh, I was in an elevator with him at the award show. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I think you were probably the first time I watched mixed martial arts. I'm like, I did not think you were going to beat Dan Severn. That's what I, and he goes... Nobody else did either. <laughs> like, but he, he was like super nice about it. But I, I mean, like yeah. when you saw the size of Dan. Oh my Sarver, god! I, him, Poha, yeah, him and 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 Coleman was a scary sight. Like the two of them, oh, I thought, how the fuck anybody gonna beat that guy? That's cool that he's like has got five kids and he's a. He got guy a good uh, uh, sense of humor. You yeah. can see that. I like re- that guy. He relabeled a brand name, the Sham. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Like, that, well, Shamrock I used to call, has a new fucking brand now, and it's called the Sham. Like, well, I called uh, Frank Shamhawk, you know. <laughs> but, but you know, um, what was I going to say? He, uh, he, he reminded me of, like, talking on the phone to my dad. Like, you can't get this guy off the phone <laughs> for nothing. You go, hey, Pop, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then he said, oh, one more stuff. Yeah. The same shit I've been telling you for the past half hour. 
And then I go, okay, I got you. Is that it? I got it. Oh, but one more stuffs. I would, I would love to have seen him though beat up the entire Royal Rumble. Yeah, like, that, I mean, would, how, that would that would his I'm so his happy life. He answered that. Like, yeah, honestly. Yeah, you thought because a know, lot of guys yeah. may not. They may yeah. not even now. The guy has most guys don't answer forever. half the questions we ask that they guy. Won't break they won't answer either. none of that shit. Yeah. Except for like, except for the one where it was maybe a job, a work, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He was quick to say, "Hey, listen, I was playing with the guy, and only." Only the beast know that one. But yeah. this guy, and what like, what about turning down the opportunity to to be like an underling of the fucking Undertaker? Undertaker. To be like part of the to be of anybody else in the like when you when he said that you was like oh and then and then to him he's like I wasn't gonna do that to my well, friends he, and family. It was gonna be too hard on them. Yeah, he can't because he couldn't take that gimmick change. But, but that's I'm just like, saying like to give him the opportunity to be the beast, the number of dude, the beast. Oh God, the I corporate, am. the ministry with Dan Sever. What could have been? And then they got Viscera. Is that what happened? Is that, what's Viscera? Viscera was this gigantic, like 500 pound black dude. Yeah, that that's when I already center. checked out. I, I you know, yeah. you, you got to talk but to Sever, me about the 80s. How do you I, walk up to Vince McMahon? You're like, you know what? I could really fuck up your night. And I could fuck up the next, like, it's live TV. What yeah. the fuck are you going to do is, about it? But the thing is, it's also like, what other people saying that you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like if Brutus Beefcake would have said that, dude, I'd be like, Beefcake yeah, be down in fucking three seconds. But Severin, like you're like, he'll be in the down the ramp in the ring, grab each one of them by like the yeah. scruff of their neck, and just fucking yeah. who's gonna fuck with him? And who's gonna run in after it, seeing what happened? Just the guy before him, yeah. like, no, they're like, gonna like, be like number twenty two. Granted, there was the some tough guys. Hasn't come in yet, and they're like, I'm not going in. I'm supposed to win tonight. I'm getting the main event at WrestleMania, <laughs> yeah. and this dickhead over here is tossing everybody over. I'm not fucking going. But granted, there's a lot of guys in. The WWF at that time that was not pushovers, you know, like oh, there's no. this guy's like. They think have you ever seen the documentary about? I get that, but you ever seen the documentary about like Bret Hart? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you hear about how his father treated him, like lock him in the dungeon and beat the shit out of him. But I'm just oh saying. God. It's not like these guys is pussy actors that no. you're not. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not betting against Dan Sever. I'm just saying. Don't don't let's not make it like these guys is just like oh like they still probably like like but if he was number like thirteen and he just beats up number like whatever yeah. then like uh, the rumble's over yeah yeah <laughs> like, it would have been well, exciting no, like look he, I would have loved to see that like he comes out at number you know seven clears the ring. And they're like, okay, this was whatever. They all think it's, yeah. it's scripted. And then each guy that comes out, it's only one-on-one, so he easily tosses them. And it's like, yeah. the yeah, winner yeah. will come. It would have like, been amazing. Fuck this, dude. Yeah. I'm not I doing wonder it. who won. Pay-per-view would just cut off. It'd I wonder like, who won. Done. Who was supposed to win the whole shit that year? I don't know. I but those years, you don't know that? those years, it was yeah. probably Stone Cold, The Rock. Yeah. Uh, before we well, get I like into Stone Cold. This, I want to oh. thank our sponsor, Blue Apron. Oh, let's talk about that. The number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everybody. I'm telling you that they achieved this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Wow. Me and my girl, me may we have Blue Apron Night. It is the best night. Yeah, I, I, I feel like a real chef. Yeah, I noticed you didn't invite me to none of that one. <laughs> <laughs> They've uh, established a partnership with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. I'm telling you, cooking together builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often those spend a lot of. Re- I was spending so much money at restaurants, and now I'm not because you can you can get these meals for uh, under ten dollars per person wow. for a delicious meal. You got to check it out. It's affordable. 
Okay, they got great variety. What, what kind of flexible. dishes do they even have? <laughs> it's amazing. Like sometimes they have, like I remember we had a salmon piccato, orzo and broccoli. Wow. Pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple, spicy shrimp coconut with cabbage and rice. I'm just So you mean they, you, you always do the same the no, you always no, no. make the same uh, meal that no, it's a different because meal you love every the meal. Time. Oh, okay. A different meal every single time. Every week different meal. Miso butter. Check them out at uh, go to blueapron.com/mma-roast. You love how good it feels, how good it tastes. Be able to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash MMA roast. The fans is lucky to, to hear that hunt down. Oh, um, you. you know, and speaking of cooking, you know, Dan Seven, when he said he's a great cook and he should, could have a cooking show, I just imagine a fucking cooking show with myself and Dan Seven. I would have loved great. that. I would love to do that. I'm going to uh, talk to him about <laughs> Really? I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> that would be the greatest Can you show imagine ever? a cooking show to, with, with us? I just want to have the women that come in as like, as like, as like random chicks coming in. Not a to bad idea. You guys, the whole schmear. But it's like, vegan. But it's a vegan that can well, I I, I doubt that Dan Saver is gonna <laughs> is gonna go for that, but that would be even funnier exactly. if I make him to cook vegan delicacy like Dan Saver style, and he's grumpy about How it. How long into that do you get German suplexed <laughs> on your head? I don't know, but it, it, it's, I would, the fans wouldn't mind to see that one. By the way, over the weekend, Matt Hamill won. Uh, and, Louis Kane in 39 seconds. Oh shit! Good for Matt Ham. 39 yeah. seconds beat Louis Kane. Uh, also uh, announced just now, Jim Miller versus Anthony Pettis. UFC 213. I oh. think Pettis, 155. Pettis gonna kill him. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm well, not kill him. Uh, but I'll beat him. Never. I mean, he, I I would feel that he probably he gonna beat him, but never underestimate Jim Miller. I mean, right, I mean, it's not like that's not a guy that you just go uh, dust him right. off like yeah, every, like right. that. That's not a fun fight for anybody. I mean, he's a tough, tough. The only guy a... that I've ever seen really run through Jim Miller, uh, Nate Diaz, but uh, Cowboy and Cowboy, and, <laughs> and then you start naming yeah. everybody. <laughs> no, no, but, but a bunch of other guys. Let's too. just put it to you this way: yeah, yeah. he's a guy that if even if you fight, you know how there's a certain guy in a street or whatever. It's like you might know that you're gonna beat that guy, but you can see in his eyes, it's like. God damn! This, this ain't gonna be. <laughs> this is gonna be. He's gonna do something. I'm Jim gonna. Miller's my face is gonna end up getting scratched, yeah. or something's gonna happen. Not. I'm. I'm not gonna. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm can, gonna get my hands dirty gonna be, on this you're gonna, one. You're gonna be in a fight. Yeah. You can and never then, count out Jim yeah, Miller. Yeah. He's so he's a. He's a. He's a gamer, and I like that guy. I never forget him sharing uh, his his home brew. With me and uh, uh, his powerful, oh, it was nothing light about that one. Oh, really? It was it was delicious, but it was very heavy, and it was it gets you drunk too quick, which was why me and and Chris Weidman he provided that to me and him, and then we got into a fisticuffs after right, that. I saw that one. Yeah. That was, but anyway, let's not bring up this sore subject. Now, Heather, uh, where have you been training? Um, well, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm high, at highest on with Benny the Jet. And then I went to King's last King's MMA in West oh. Hollywood now, is that last go, night. Is that, wait, is that Go Corps gym, by the way? Yeah. Those, I, I went there. It's like Fight Club over there. No. <laughs> it's not. People say that shit. I like those guys. They, I, I never, ever, I was always, people said, no, they're going to cripple you if you go there with the, the leg lock. Those guys is experts at that shit. I was there. It was an hour and a half of live rolling and five minutes of, because they had some kind of tournament coming up. But this is my first class. They're yeah. like, hey, tournament this Saturday. And then I go with this guy uh, who just, like beat the shit out of me and yeah. then he's, he goes he goes what belt are you I'm like I'm not a belt I just wrestled he goes oh I'm a white belt I almost quit it was Karen Karen like, yeah Karen that and he's what about you calling belt. him Karen no, what's no of course he was fucking Karen, yeah, Karen, yeah. Karen is one of the nice guy though he's a great nice guy. guy but one of the most talented uh, fighters you know he just it, it just depends on what you know he has what, a which fight one, coming up so which him one and show up 
him, myself, and another guy, Craig, are meeting at the park, at OL Park on Fridays, and training together with Sensei Benny and the Jet. Nice. Karin's so we- a beast. So you went to Kings. How did that go? It was really fun. Um, he we did like just a lot of drills. Rafael Cordero was yeah, there. Rafael yeah, was I love that's my male. I in went there to talk to him about the guard lab stuff, right. of course. The what? Guard lab, the mouth guards. Oh, guard lab, the the one that yeah, yeah I never got 3D my hand. mouth guards. You never you got never yours. Nobody ever told me. Nobody ever. Didn't did. you get scanned? Never. Oh well, we gotta get you. Scanned. You gotta have the Hanato guard. That'll that'll sell really well. Yeah, we for need real. to get you scanned. Yeah, but I gotta get some money for us. Yes. Okay. So what happened with? Uh, so we had to do like, um, we had to do you know like uh, combinations or whatever. And he was like having me kind of show everybody. I was I was a little nervous, nerve wracking just because I you know I'm a lot of shape and it was like. But were they were they pros? You showing pros? No, no, no. It was amateurs. I think most of the people in that class. There were the guy I was working with. I think was pro fighter. But, but you've been doing it for what ten years? I mean, yeah. yeah they allowed you like. to show that stuff to men. Yes. Oh, not just okay. <laughs> I guess it's a different. It was time. fun. Yeah, it was really time. fun. It was a good class. I, I, I got a great workout. Um, I liked the combos, and you know he's. A How were the females at that gym? There was. It was at. It, I was at the West Hollywood one. So it I was, just started. It's just, it's just, yeah. They just built it. Yeah, one. they just yeah. built it. That that one is like walking distance from my house. Like I could fall really nice. out of bed and Are go. Are you gonna there. go? I'm gonna go because Rafael extended the uh, invitation to me. Right. Yeah, we'll go you next know, time together. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. Huh? It's fun. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting it's even there, and then I walk by it, like walking my dog. I go, oh my god, what the fuck? I shouldn't nice. tell people where I live because it's gonna be flood with females. So, uh, so Tyron Woodley uh, yesterday. They, so they're saying that him versus uh, the, 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 the people are saying that possibly GSP versus Bisbing is gonna be in New York. You might go back to New York. Right. Oh. So Woodley is, is is getting restless. He called out GSP. Bisbing, Connor, and the Diaz brothers. <laughs> uh, 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 come in. It's going to be like a Hoyle Humble. They should do a Hoyle Humble on Probably that one. Probably a package. And charge like a thousand dollars. Stop. Rudy. You're upsetting the dogs. Now, now, how do we... Now. Hey, hey. He's going to invite him. Hey! <laughs> Shut up, both of you. All right, Wait, so, our fan is now happy. All right, yeah. So now, how do you like, as far as uh, Woodley versus, how do you think he matches up against uh, GSP, Bisbing, the Diaz brothers, or Connor? I, you know, I think the Diaz brothers, as much I hate to say, it would be an easy fight because they're not an easy fight for anybody. But out of out of those, uh, out of those five, those are the the least active out of the fighters. So I, I would say Tyron does better against those guys against Connor. It's a sort of an X factor because Connor. No, he, you think Woodley he, runs he, through Connor? He, he, it's a, Connor's not taking it's just a, it's just a, it's just a, um, it, it, uh, it's a size thing, you know. I mean, he can't. I mean, the, if he thought that it was tough to deal with the punches of of um, Nate Diaz, I mean, what do you think gonna happen if he okay, get hit with, by with Woodley and Connor? Woodley, yeah. I mean, what's your gut tell you? I mean, well, and, I mean, this is, is coming. Woodley's boxing this is coming, as crisp as the Diaz. I think Woodley could knock out anybody if he lands, from, but sometimes he gets in his own head. This is coming from um, someone who's a fan of of Conor McGregor, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a fan, okay, put it to you this way: if you're a fan of Conor McGregor, you want him to take that fight. Uh, you don't want him to. It's, I kind, of, it's kind of a no I, lose I, for him, if, if, if he wins, he's now the champion at 45, 55, thing. What, and what, 70. What's the other uh, flip side of that? He gets knocked, he gets knocked out. out stiff. Like, like if, if, he can, if he can knock out uh, Hobby Lawler like that, 
who has never even looked like he gets affected by punches except for in that one fight years ago against uh, Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. But, but in fights in his memory where he gets beat up for the whole shit and still win the fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then immediately, you know, Tyrone put him on, you know, just put him out. I, I just, as, a, as a McGregor fan, I, I don't, I, I feel scared for him on that one. Heather, who do you think, who, what do you think, do you think Bisbing is the hardest fight out of those five or GSP? For Woodley, mm, I think GSP. Really? Yeah. You think I, GSP is the harder one for him? Yeah, I think so. I think because um, you don't know what to expect from GSP at this point. You don't know what he's really been focusing on the last how many years? Three years. Three years. years. You don't know. I mean, it's just more of a like, oh, you know, you don't know. And he he's really he was really good at everything. Yeah. So. I, I just think that's a, um, that's but, I mean, a, a, and something mentally for for Tyrone as well to think like I think that's the toughest fight for some reason. I feel like the toughest ones, the two, the toughest two out of those is is Bisping or or uh, um, Nick Diaz. You know, it, the size Nick Diaz is very much bigger than people think he is, and you, it seems like you can't put him out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's Paul very, Bradley landed Nick, bombs against him. And Nick Diaz, not Paul Bradley, Paul Daly. Paul Daly, yeah, yeah. Paul um, uh, yeah, Nick, Nick, that would be one of those question mark where I, I don't know what the fuck happens in that one. But also Bisping, just size wise, you know, we're talking about size here because they're all great fighters. You know what I mean? At that level, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. talking about studs, you know. But size matter at, at a certain point when you're talking about everybody's great. You know, it matters. Uh, but I, I, I kind of feel for Woodley in a way because he is the champ, yeah. and. It seems like they're not in a rush to get him in a fight, yeah. Especially after the Wonder Boy debacle uh, yeah, yeah. that happened. Well, he might have to wait and see who win from uh, Demi Maya and uh, Masvidal. Ma- when, when, when is that one? That's UFC two eleven. When uh, is that? May thirteenth. Uh, not this okay. week, but next week. Close. Uh, that's a that's a, the whole card. We'll talk about the whole card in a second. Yeah. Uh, also, Megan Anderson has called out Cyborg. So she wants to fight at UFC two fourteen at the Honda Center. Uh, that's the, that's the uh, Australian chick. Yeah, uh-huh. I like Megan. I don't think that's a good fight. Biting for off her. a little more. I think. I think. Give it. Give it. She should have a couple fight in the U.S. Well, fuck it. Let her do what she want to do. I'm just saying. I like the girl. I've met her a couple times. She's yeah, yeah. cool, and she trained with uh, you know Kraus, uh, Krause, and I like all that whole team and all that. She's cool. She got a good sense of humor, and I like every time I seen her fight, she put on a good fight. But I feel just, just for her sake. I would love to see her go in and get and just get one or two fight in the UFC just to get her feet wet. The problem is there, there, isn't, the, any, there isn't anybody at 45. Ugh. Well, fuck it. Then do what you want to do. I don't know. Heather, what do you... Uh, that fight. You, a I, no, I think Cyborg... Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree with Renato. I mean, uh, but Megan does hit hard. And Cyborg is getting older. I mean, how old is she? got to be, what, 50? How old is Cyborg now? She's got to be almost 40. I don't think that matters too much. No, I don't either. Yeah? No. No. All right. Okay. So, all right. Now, Al Ayakinta is. Con- he, <laughs> I like all the stuff that's going on. He's with Al continuing he's a this, funny guy. this Twitter meltdown, where now he's making. You calling it a meltdown? I, well, not a meltdown, but is he? I don't. I'm not sure what the what the goal here is. I don't know either, and it's confusing to me because um, I get a kick out of the shit that he's saying. It's funny to me, and it's ballsy because nobody talks to Dana White <laughs> like that, um, especially a person who's in the fucking UFC. But um, what confuses me is that I thought that. Dana and Matt Sarah, to my knowledge, is like 
Oh, yeah, they're a TV show. Tight homeboys, you know? And I've seen them together, out together and shit. And then, but he's under Matt Sarah, so I I don't understand what's going on here. I I don't understand, is Matt Sarah have a beef now with... uh, No. Or does Matt Sarah have a beef with Alakinta? Are they still together? Or does Dana actually enjoy this meltdown in some weird way? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I mean, but think about it. But that's what confused me. But he said he's taken over the Dana's white... uh, Job. He's now the president of the UFC. He said he wants to fight Cub Swanson. He went off on Kevin Lee. He then went off on Mike Perry. Isn't he bigger than Kevin Lee? Uh, uh, no, him and Kevin Lee actually had a, Kevin Lee's first fight in the UFC. Al won, but Kevin Lee hurt him. Uh, what what, what a, weight? They both the same weight class? I always think yeah. of Al Kinta bigger than them. 55. Both 55. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So now Al is hilarious, but he's like... <laughs> I mean, he's. See, what's the goal? Is the goal to I, get dropped by the UFC? You know what would be nice? Why we don't get this guy on the phone? Get Al Iaquinch. You know what? Maybe we'll call, call him right now. Give him a call. Try should, it out. Should we call Al Iaquinta? Why not? What we got to lose? All people. right. So let's call Al Iaquinta and find out what and the if, fuck is going on. And just in case, tell him his uncle Hinach is on here. Yeah, no, I'm an Al Iaquinta because, fan. Uh, I mean, we, we, he, but we, I've called Al before sometimes, and I'd be like, yo, listen, man. Yeah. You're, like, like a year ago, I'm like, you're drunk. And you're writing some crazy shit on Twitter. You might re- regret it in the morning. And he was he's like, yo, thanks, man. Something tells me, though, he knows what he's doing because, uh, look, he's friends with, I mean, his trainer, his, his, his guy is Matt Serra. Like, he know, it's not like he don't know the consequence of this. It's not like he, he can't be drunk every fucking night when he's, or every day, all day, every day. I mean, something's going on here. But he, I mean, or you know what? He's doing really well in, like, real estate because he keeps from promoting his real estate company. I, cannot, I see that, you know? Uh, but. But let's call Al right now. Let's let's find out what the fuck's going on. I hope this guy pick up the phone, please. Raging Al. It's such a great nickname. It's a great one. It's like the Haging Bull from uh, Jake LaMotta. So text him calling you now? Yeah, text the guy and say, I'm with Renato Laranja. <laughs> Just to, to sweeten the deal. Hold on, let's try him again. I like how he said, he, he tried to say it uh, very, very business-like. You reach out, I acquainted with, with, oh, I'm, with uh, what's it called, uh, the heel chi, and but give me a call. You know, at the end, he couldn't hide the New York but, shit. He said, give me a call. When you buy a house from this guy and it goes wrong, uh, are you really going to return it? He's going to go, not no, for nothing. He comes and destroys it and you get the insurance money. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> He's going to do it like they did the cheeky bar the, it, in the fucking Goodfellas. Jeez. They light, you light a match. <laughs> you call. Yeah. And if I'm not here next time, go fuck yourself. Please record your message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Yo, Al, what, oh. Al what's up? It's Adam Hunter. I'm here with Hanato. We wanted to talk to you. Yeah, not for nothing, Al Iaquinch, but uh, go answer the fucking telephone because we want to talk to you. We want to get you side of the story. Okay, my brother? Do the high thing. Okay. Maron. We're, we're going to call him one more time. Jason Ellis just picked up. Should we call Ellis? Uh, I, I, he, he, he does have a fight coming up. Uh, we so many, this is so many questions here. Al Iaquinta. All right. Fuck. Well, talk to Alice, and then if uh, Aquinch get back to you, then then we put it uh, uh, him on hold, and you do that one. All right. It's cool. Let's see if Alice go picks up. Nobody calls up. Calling you now. I thought he was hitch anyway. From the don't his family own a chain of like uh, motels or hotel or something like that. 
uh, Al Iaquinta? Isn't no, it no, like that's, the, that's uh, La Quinta. Oh, okay. That's La Quinta. That's very close, though. Four, six, three. Uh, but, I mean, he's a guy, though, like... But you know, if you turn the letters, it's Al and La. But then it's the, the same. UFC sh- trolled him back by saying "Happy Birthday, Al Iaquinta." Like they actually from the UFC's account. Maybe they're doing some kind of WWE shenanigan on there. Uh-huh. Let's call Jason. We're calling Jason Ellis right now. He's got a fight coming up uh, this Saturday at Saboba Casino. Saboba. He's fighting. Um, uh, what's he fighting? Saboba. Where's that at? Oh, no way. Did so. you text the guy? No, yeah, I said to, I told him I'm calling him now. Nobody fucking knows. Where's the Boba Casino? It's about a, uh, an hour away. I did, I did comedy there. Well, of course you did. <laughs> uh, every depressing fucking Indian casino across the, the nation, you've been there. Of course. But did they have a special name at the Saboba, like the funny, the funny Sabon? <laughs> the Laughing Gut. Oh. Oh, no, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. No, no. But I am playing in November. I'm, I'm going to South Dakota and I'm playing Wacko's Comedy Club. And, I, and, I, and part of me was just so that you could <laughs> say that. You know, it's just, it's just getting depressed at this it's point. Getting, it's getting depressed. All right. Come on, Ellis. What the fuck? Pick up the phone. All right. What are you going to do? Okay. Never mind him. If you want to call in, he'll call in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let him call in. All right. Well, last time I called Raging Al. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah why? Yeah, All right. Same. So fucking Raging Al. So, Joe, by the way, how are you? I'm all right, man. Joe, the kid. Per- it's hot. Been out all day in the sun. Tremendous. Nice. How's the, how's the girlfriend? Oh, man, we don't got to talk about this, girl. By the way, Heather, uh, so what's the deal with you, and the, with you and the guy? Are you guys officially back together? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Because oh, some people have been asking me. Nobody's like, asking you. Fans of yours. They've been asking. They're like, hey, what's up with Heather? And I'm like, I don't in know. That, I, I think in that she, voice too. I'm like, I think she's got a boyfriend, and then uh, she can't do it. Sorry, try now. All right, we're calling Ellis right now. All right, call Ellis. Here we go. El- Jason Ellis. Hello. Hey, Jason Ellis. How's it going? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for doing the show. I'm here with Hanato Laranja, uh, Heather Joe Clark, CB Gold. You got a big fight coming up Saturday night, right? Uh, I mean, big for me, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's good, it's right? I, I know, are you the main event? I don't know about that. I, I hope not. But I, I think I'm up there. I think I'm pretty late in the night. So I think I'm like the CM Punk of the King of the Cage. <laughs> oh, carajo. It's a big deal, man, King of the Cage. Uh, and you've been, you've been training really hard, man. I'm going to win, though. I've, like, been, <laughs> you're going to win. I've, like, been watching you, man. You, uh, you've been busting your ass. You were in Albuquerque last week, right? Yeah, yeah, Albuquerque to do a couple of shows and at the same time get some training in, hang out with Keith Jardine, and then I got like an hour with Wink and an hour with uh, Craig Jackson too, so very fortunate little man I am. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Uh, now, the guy you're fighting, uh, you're fighting a guy, uh, he's lost 13 of his last 14 fights, uh, but he, he's a big, yeah. Gabe Rivas, record of 14 and 25. Uh, he does have one punch knockout power, uh, though he 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 did knock out a guy four fights ago. That guy he knocked out was zero and five. What's the what's the what's the plan here? You think it's going to be a war? You're going to take it to the ground? What's what's? Um, well, I mean, I figured when they asked me, I mean, they said me five people and, and the other four couldn't punch at all, and I just figured when you're really not that good, like it's 
better to just have a, a brawl and then like the crowd can sort of appreciate it. I feel like if it's like to the ground and you're really not that technical, then it's just a bunch of blue balling and I didn't want to be a part of that. I so appreciate that. I just kind of picked a, a, a striking fight and the, it's funny, the more I train, the more I, I really don't have that intention at all. I kind of would prefer to sort of pick him apart and, and if I knock him out, that's cool. But if he gets stung, then I'm going to take him down and I'm going to submit him because I've worked hard on my jiu-jitsu and now I actually kind of have jiu-jitsu. So I, I never really planned on using it, but now that I have it, I, I, I won't, I'm, I'll use it if it's, if it's available. Of course. Now, but I mean, look, but you've been training hard, man. I've, I've, I followed you. I actually, you know, I met you when I was working on Ellis Mania back in Fuel TV. And uh, they, I, got, I had a job basically as like putting together like the whole story. And I could not believe like what was going on. You basically had like a cult of people uh, that, of these diehard fans that, that are just so supportive of you. Uh, uh, which is which is great to see. I mean, you've like amassed a fucking legacy. Uh, p- people don't know Jason Ellis, uh, <laughs> but yeah, tell them a little bit. Of, I mean, for anybody, I, we all, we, we all know him. But okay, Jason. So, I mean, you're. I mean, you have a, a, a really amazing story, man. I mean, you were you were ranked uh, number like six in the world in like skateboarding at one point, right? Yeah, I was top three in the world for a little bit. Number three in the world. Right. Whatever, whatever. I'm a pro skateboarder. That's what I am, and that's what I really accomplished something in. And I was a pro skateboarder for about 20 years, and then I retired and got a job in radio. I actually got a job being a tow host with Tony Hawk before I retired, and then I just made the jump because I knew that I was getting old and I was getting hurt and I wasn't going to be able to keep up, and and uh, I just was like, fuck it, I'll transition into being the next Howard Stern, which was. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, some bullshit thinking, but it panned out halfway. Like, I mean, I, I do have a show. I do have a following, and, and I am somewhat successful. And and, uh, and ever since then, really, just like the fans have... I wouldn't say it's that big, dude. I would just say the people that do listen to the show, they really like the show, and they really they really connect with me. And, it, and it's done the same for me. Like, it's really motivated me. I feel like I've helped people, and that's made me feel like I owe them like I, I feel like the more uh, when I'm honest about the shit that I've gone through and and survived it and people tell their stories to me about how it's in, inspired them it just makes me want to do more stuff to prove everybody wrong that you, that you don't have to get old you don't have to stop you can just you can do anything I mean obviously if, you know, I mean I'm not going to be in the UFC or anything but I, I wanted to be a fighter and I think like before I'm done I will be a fighter I uh, not at the highest level, but I think things keep going the way they're going. I'll be okay. I'm doing all right at this game. But some of the shit you did back then was so innovating. First of all, you helped me because the week that I had to stay there and watch like 90 hours of Jason Ellis, I mean, we're going back to all your stuff. I got attacked by a comedian and I ended up fucking him up. And it, and it really was because of you. <laughs> it was from watching all of your interviews and all these people and, and like your whole mantra of harden the fuck up. Of like you just gotta bite down. So I, I thank you for that. Um, but you're welcome. But some of the stuff you Maybe. were doing, I mean, you you basically you had a guy dressed up as a taco box, a guy dressed up as a what was he? A, a fucking hot dog. 
A hot dog, yeah, hot dog with taco. The war off the shore. That was a great fight. Those people actually hurt each other. They went. They really stunned each other a couple of times. That was a good fight. And then at one point, you had this. You had this thing where people would like you would blindfold people, put them on shock collars. Right, and then they would they would box each other, uh, and, and then so people would just be swinging left and right, and then it, uh, you told me that at one point you had mentally challenged people, buzzing people on the outside w- while they were fighting each other. Mentally challenged? Yeah, you told me. I you mean, had... dis- disabled and stuff like that. Okay, Mentally disabled maybe. Yeah, yeah, you had disabled <laughs> people like. While people were doing yeah. stuff. That's more tasteful. I mean, they're, fan, yes. they're fans of the show. They're fans of the show that, oh. that have come to Vegas, like, and flown in, the, you know, mean, in their wheelchairs and, and the help they've given. They've, they've had, to have, had to have to get to Vegas. So I figured you got those electric duck holes around your neck. Instead of giving it to a celebrity, I would give it to people that made the extra effort to get to the hard rock. So, and yeah, I gave one to a guy that well, I listen to the show all the time, and he just fucking electrocuted me over and over again. <laughs> but it's fun, man. Every, I mean, everybody had a good time. And when you do the bell color thing and everyone's blindfolded, nobody really gets hit really hard, which, well, is, which is far worse than getting stung in the in the neck with a dog color. I got a question. Uh, I'm friends. This is Renato Laranja, by the way. I got I got a, a good friend of mine, Eddie Jackson, that I've known for years. You you know Eddie Jackson, you your friend too. Eddie. Eddie Jackson's going to be in my corner for my fight. Oh, shit. Okay, so I love Eddie Jackson. And then I saw him on a charity thing or whatever where he was fighting some, some professional guys or whatever with boxing gloves. Yeah? Yeah, no, that's uh, the piñata fight where you got to just... Pro fighters defend the piñata against guys who can't fight. Yeah, and, and it looked like fucking Eddie Jackson was trying to tear your fucking head off. And I was like, God damn, I, these guys' friends or what? What's going on? Eddie Jackson was throwing a oh, lot of pepper wait, on that one. trying to beat me up? Yeah. Oh, that was when I, I fought 10 people yeah. in a row, one minute each. Yeah, yeah, but those yeah. guys look like they were like, especially Eddie Jackson, because I know Ryan him. Faber, it looked like he was trying to fucking kill you. And so was Faber. <laughs> Faber looked like he was trying to knock you out. Well, dude, there's like three thousand people there. The crowd wants they want you to do it, so you kind of. <laughs> I, I don't. I have no hard feelings to anybody that knocks me out or hurts me at Alismania. I fucking asked for it. I, I said, let's do it. And sometimes I regret it when it happens. But when you're there and you get three thousand people. To come to your event, I don't pussy out, man. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm that good, but I'm definitely, I'm up for it, you know. But some of the fights, so, like when you had those those two hot chick fights and the winner had to make out with the loser. Oh, God. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah, that that, what, about that fighting, was my idea. what about fighting Carwin? When was oh, yeah, that and, then, and then Shane Carwin knocked you out. Now, now when Shane Carwin dropped yeah. you, did you wake, were you out out or did you, would you kind of just. Nah. Nah, he flashed me. I, I, he like, I, I, like when my head hit the mat, it woke me back up. So it wasn't that bad. And he didn't try to hit me as hard as he could. He was just, but he was really serious. And he was so serious that that's the first time I've ever been scared in a fight where I, I really, I didn't, I trained to fight a guy with one hand. So I was like, he's got one hand. Stay away from the one hand. How high can it be? <laughs> but he just looked at me like, he, was, he just looked so serious. He looked at his corner, and his corner was giving him advice. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, he is not playing around. Like, he didn't smile. Like, at one point, uh, he caught me up against the ropes. And I had a hand free, and I just tickled his face to be funny. Because I was like, 
I was like putting on a show. I didn't. I'm like, I can't win. Like, what am I going to do? Punch Shane Cowan in the head. He had one hand, but he scared the fuck out of me, dude. Like, that's the strongest person I've ever even stood next to. He's, he's. I'd rather fight a fucking bull. Like he is a terrifying person. Now, one of your fights against Mayhem that I was at. You, first, you, you, it was like five minutes of jujitsu and then five minutes of fighting, and you came out yeah. way too oiled up. Like you, <laughs> you had just you were drenched with yeah. oil, which actually worked. Well, it was it was right after GSP got accused of being oiled up. So I oiled myself up to be funny because that whole thing was going around in the MMA world, and I was like, "Hey, I'm all greased up for jujitsu." So I told Mayhem to touch me, and I was like, "I'm all greased up, motherfucker!" And he was like. You idiot! That makes it easier for me. And I was like, "Oh, it does." I didn't. I didn't know. No, no, you so. were no. He he actually like you were out. You were out. He 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 like choked. Yeah, you I out. know. I, but <laughs> but then when you got up, you did five rounds against Mayhem, and that's when I I actually like. I mean, I like I was I was floored, and I've been to a a thousand fights, but you did not go down against Mayhem, and he was teeing off on you. Uh, but you yeah, he punches like a girl, though. Oh. <laughs> I, well, you, fucking, you fucking stayed in there, man. You fucking stayed in there, and I was like, holy shit. Like, that, that was... But you also... You beat Gabe Rudiker twice, right? What? Yep, yep. And Knocked bo- him out the first time, one punch. Yeah, I mean, you beat Gabe Rudiker. It was, it was boxing only. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no MMA. But he did get rough, and he did single leg me, and I got out of that, too, so... <laughs> I'll count that. One of my favorite celebrity fights that you put to go on was Ricky Ratman for Headbangers Ball against Benji yeah. Madden. Against Benji Madden. And Ricky was talking so much shit, and Benji just fucking destroyed him. From Man, that was the most... I don't even understand. That was the Cinderella story of, of the events that I run. Because Ricky Ratman, I didn't plan it. I didn't want to ask him to fight. He was just at the gym, and he saw me training with Benji, and he... He was like, I want to fight in your event. I'm like, sure, dude. Like, well, how much do you weigh? And he's like, 165. And I'm like, how much do you weigh, Benji? He's like, 165. And then Ricky was like, shit, like I would fight a fucking, like a, uh, a pop star. And Benji was like, I'm not a pop star. And, and that was it. It just escalated. Every day we went to the gym, Ricky would say something stupid to Benji. And Benji just kept his mouth shut. And he just kept running his mouth. He wanted to fight. Then he insulted my fans at Alice Mania. Like, he really played the the bad boy card. But it wasn't, like, wrestling. It was real. Like, he was really that stupid and really that much of an asshole. And then he really got, like, destroyed in front of everybody. And then so even after he lost, I he was like... I feel sorry for him. Yeah, no, I did too. Even after he lost, he's like, I just got knocked out by a guy from Good Charlotte, which was still fucking... I know, but he... Yeah. He was still being insulting. See, like he couldn't. And I heard that it, like it really shattered his ego because he figured he would be this or that. I'm like, you know, that's what happens. That's what you get when you like do boxing for six months and you think that, you know, you you can't wait to use it on somebody. Like you, you, the more you do it, the more you realize you're not one of them. Dude. You never will be. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, Hickey Hackman, that, that's the guy from uh, Headbangers Ball. Headbangers yeah, Ball, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that guy. He was always very yeah. opinionated about everything anyway. Now, now I got to ask you, Ellis, because I've been following your, your, your career as of late, uh, which, is, which is going great, but I, I'm a little confused, okay? Because you, you went on Howard Stern and you said that sometimes... Oh, God. You said sometimes you, you, uh, you're not gay, but you're, but you're bisexual, and you, and you blow dudes at glory holes, or, or like you get blown, or someone, someone blows someone. Yeah, I don't... 
I don't blow, dude. I mean, I have done it, but I, I, I'm not really that into that. But I let guys blow me sometimes. Okay, but you're, now your wife is cool with this or your fiance is cool with that? Yeah, she's into it. Really? It takes all kinds. Yeah, all really. Kind of what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like why would I? Obviously, she's into it. Why would she be with me otherwise? Uh, well, but, but, but now, now, I also heard you on Stern saying that, like, I, I, at one point you had girls, like, locked up in cages in your backyard or something, or, like, what, what happened there? Not in my backyard. In my living room, I would have cages and have girls in cages and <laughs> get a guy to come over and blow me and they'll all watch and then just, like, just weird shit, just. Just testing stuff out, seeing what it would be like. You know, if they have all these kind of categories in the porno uh, channels and shit, you know that there's got to be a few fucking people out there who are into that. Yeah, you know now, what I'm saying? So why you act so surprised? Ellis, you know? are you going to run out of categories? Though? It seems like <laughs> it's, it seems like you've hit every category here. Like, like trust me, there's always something. Are are like you going there. back to missionary now? Like, have you like you know how you like <laughs> go beat full the game? circle? <laughs> Man, come on, like that's that's stupid. Like sometimes like. It's like you think that it's weird because nobody wants to talk about it because you get shamed into it. Like everyone wants to, you know, call me a fag or like, you know, you don't want to hang out with me anymore. Or, or let's say that my wife left me, girls didn't want to date me because, wait, you're a fag? Like I don't do stuff like that with a guy that's done that. Like it's just like uh, I, I, you'd probably be surprised how many other people do stuff like this. They just don't want to talk about it because you, you're going to get called out. Like. Like the interview right now, you want to talk about it because then somebody can laugh about what a fag I am. It's not. I'm not. I'm not laughing at you care, at all. Man. I'm not laughing at all. I was just. I was. I'm not even. I'm not calling you out for being a fag. Whatever. I, I, I'm telling you how much I respect you as in a lot of different ways. I was just wondering how your if your girl was cool with it. That was really. That was my angle yeah. with it. Well, I, also, I have. I have normal sex all the time. Like in the vagina, missionary. I kiss and stuff. You'd be surprised at it. I'm pretty normal. It's just every now and then. And these days, because I got to do all that stuff, I don't really, like, maybe I got some porn star friends that want to have, like, a foursome, so it's, like, a bunch of girls and me. Then I'll do it. But I don't want to, like, have, like, a swinger thing anymore because then I have to get to know somebody. And most of the time, they're probably fucking idiots, so I don't even play that game, really. Do you think, like, you're just an extreme dude? Like, it just it seems like you're the kind of guy that no matter what you do, <laughs> It, 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 you you have a skateboard. You can't just be the guy who rides to the, go to the skateboard to like the, the fucking park. You have to be like the number three guy in the world in like a, a fucking ramp. Like you can't be a guy that just. I don't trains. know about that. Like a guy. It's an accident, man. I just I just love stuff, and when I love when you love something, you know I'm a competitor. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Like I, why not? If you're gonna do something, why not do it to the fullest? But I think it's accidental. Like I just love mixed martial arts. I don't I don't want to be the best. I just love. You can compete, man, one man against one man. And, the, and you put all your heart in, they organize it, and there's people there. And it's. Like, I think like if I have a go-kart race this weekend and you're all there, when I race, my headset is, I'm not fucking around. Like, I, I, I play to win. And I, I don't know what that is, but I, I like losing, I like winning. I, I learn stuff about myself. Experience. You want to have I, experience. I just want to be in, in the game, man. Any game I can get in, I want to be in it. I think that you're just. First of all, I think you're going to murder this guy, uh, and then. But then, I hope so, man, because I, I plan on having a couple more fights. If I lose to this guy, well, then fuck. Uh, what's the point? There's no way he's training as hard as you are. I'm, I've been following you on Instagram. You're doing twice a days, three a days. You've been at this for a long time. Yeah, but the difference is, dude, he's had forty fights. I've yeah. had one. Yeah, but he's lost thirteen was, of them in a row. And my fight was 
nine years ago. He's got yeah. a bad record, but he's well, also won 14 more fights than I have. Just try not to put so too much I'm not fucking pressure. Lightly at all. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just fucking have some fun out there. Now, yeah, but you're going to murder this, dude. Uh, honestly, I, I, I just can't see you losing this fight. You, you work too hard. This, this guy's not working as hard as you are. And, and, you're, and yeah. you have better training partners, too. Yeah, look, I, I really I like what he said. Just have some fun, man, because that's really that's why I got into it. I don't I don't want a bell. I don't want everybody. I really don't care if anybody cares. I, I do this for me. I, I love training and going to the gym, and now I get to have a fight like all the people that I look up to. Like I get to have a real fight in the corner. I'll have people in my corner. It's going to be like a real fight. I'll be a real fighter, like pretending to be a real fighter. It's just like uh, it's like Disneyland for adults. I'm fucking pumped. Now, how close were you to getting that CM Punk fight? Uh, his camp asked me if I would take the fight, so I don't know how close. I, I don't know. Maybe Dana White didn't want to do it, or I really, I really don't. All I know is Duke Rufus said, "Would you do a catchweight?" That is as close as I got to thinking that there was going to be a fight. That would have been awesome. You would have murdered Punk too. <laughs> You never know, man. I mean, he does, he trains every day, too. You never know. It would have been exciting. I don't, I don't care about that. You know what I cared about? I cared about fighting in the UFC because, as I said before, I am, I'm super pumped and just grateful that I'm going to be in King of the Cage. I think it's hilarious and just mythical. It's, like, hard to believe it's true. If it was the UFC, it would be the a winner, a winner, lose, dude. It's the funniest shit ever. Like, yeah. I'm in the UFC. Like, look at me. Can you believe that? that that's all I'm speaking the whole time. I can't lose. I'm, I'm fighting in the UFC. Like, I, I, all the people that I train with would, would kill to be in that spot. And there's my stupid ass. Like, <laughs> that's a good funny. attitude, my brother. So, I like if that. I want to go to the fight this weekend, how do I get tickets? Uh, Alice. CageTix.com? Yeah. Slash yep. Alice? CageTix.com. T-I-X.com slash Alice. And that hooks me up, apparently. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy for you, man. And uh, you're, you're a very inspiring guy. And you know what I like about you also is that since I've known you, you've you, you had some, some lumps, like the divorce and the, the weed and whatever, but you came back. You, you always come back. So that's fucking cool. Damn right. Why not? Why, why? I mean, i got too many great opportunities to blow up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, many, you still too many windows. This job, everything. Everybody listen. Too much. Too much to give out. I gotta do. I gotta make the most of everything. Oh. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Jason. Yeah, and uh, hey, thanks, sir. Tell Eddie Eddie Jackson that that his uncle Hanach said, "What's up?" What's that? Tell Eddie Jackson that uncle Hanach said, "What's up?" <laughs> okay. I will surely do so. And to stay light skinned. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, brother. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, man. Take care. See you guys. All right, that was Jason Ellis. Well, that's good that he he's overcome uh, blowing a lot of opportunities and also blowing a lot of other uh, guys. <laughs> Why did you say that now? You say that now? Like, like, Why? Because I don't want to hurt the guy's feelings. I, that's what I'm saying. I felt bad asking it, but I had to. No, ask. it's not. You know what? Uh, listen, listen. Um, <clears throat> Why are you kind of like secretly hoping that for yourself, Adam? 
No. It's intriguing. No, no. You know what I also realized in this show? That your girlfriend or your fiance is the same age as my boyfriend that you're always giving me crap about. That's different. So young. God said that man. Dan Severn said women actually, you know, die. Yeah, so that's how uh, you have to live. So I'm evening it out, but he's fucked. No, it don't work that way. Adam, (laughs) Adam came first and then he aged a little bit. And then after his hips, they have they they gave that one to the girls, it's and exactly, then they came out. That's exactly what happened. So how? So, no idea what he just said. If if it's Adam and Eve, if it's the in the Bible, that's well, it. We'll yes. just see if we hear any more jokes about that. Then. Well, maybe the Torah well, you, have you, some you, different well, stuff are you, are you, are you about Barbara about Streisand. That? That, 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 I'm I'm sorry. I, I honestly I didn't know that you actually heard them because you're so old. And, and no, I'm no, I'm just I'm fucking with you, Heather. But Adam, you're older than me. It's a good point. All right, so here we are. He's uh, aged like a fine Manischewitz. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jason Ellis, for for coming on the show. Are you, you going to oh, fight? Oh, I might, I might. What what uh, what day is it? Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. We'll yeah. see about that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um. But what, what I was gonna say? Oh, anyway, no, it's intriguing. I know why you're interested in hearing him talk about that because it's crazy. It's like when you hear Jim Norton, yeah. you know, and it kind of uh, shatter your your expectations of people who do stuffs like that because you put a. You know, when you think about a guy who sucked another guy's dick, you you think he's a certain kind of guy. You know what I mean, or whatever. But then you see someone like Jim Norton, who you would have a beer with and hang out with, and you think it's funny, and you get that guy. And he's you a man's also, man. You also don't hear it every day. You don't hear guys, no. straight guys yeah. that talk about going to glory holes or guess bisexual guys, and then having and then getting married in the next sentence. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, people, it's uh, you know. interesting to hear. This is yeah. Hollywood. I think it happens all the time. It probably happens in a lot more places than Hollywood. Uh, sweet cheeks. Yeah, that. Well, I'm just saying this is, uh, this but, is one of the hubs. But it's against my god. But I wasn't. But I. But I wasn't asking him to make fun of him. I don't. I don't honestly. I could. I'm not trying no. to make fun of him. Yeah, whatever people uh, want to do in their. Only Jesus and God will make can make fun. What people <laughs> do in their Adam, own time uh, is their Eve. own thing, right? Not as far as I'm concerned. That's against the, my 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 God. It's against your guy. But it, look, it's not my show, okay? So I'm not yeah. going to say nothing about yeah. that. So anyway, all right, what are we talking about? So what do we have coming up? Heather, what do you got coming up? I thought you was going to talk I... about the UFC. Oh, UFC, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you don't have to. I don't give a shit. U- UFC coming up. Uh, UFC 211. Oh, what do you have coming up? We're going to get to you, yeah. Heather. All right, UFC 211. Uh, Unless she's on that card. She's on there? What is it? Two, UFC 211? I yeah, it must go, be. Actually, oh, you got to go ask yeah, her the I'm shit. i like 30 minutes past. Oh, ask I'm her so the shit she got to do. So much work. What do you got coming up? Well, um, working with Guard Lab, you know, doing the, the events and stuff, trying to book as many events as possible at gyms. So if you anybody out there that has a gym and uh, wants some mouth guards, you know, contact me and we can make that happen. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's really what I'm focusing on right now and then training um, any time I'm not doing that. And the podcast, Believe to Believe, just had a Gina Manzani, Mazzani on uh, my last, and then I have uh, Rose Namajunas show coming oh, out nice. this week that I, I talked with her a couple days ago. So nice. yeah, I look forward to Give Gina my best. I will. Uh, what do you got, Hanato, coming up? Uh, God, I, look, I don't want to. Um, I know the show's going long. I don't want to give a whole list of all the sh- all the projects and all of the events and things and product. And everything on there. So I'm just going to tell everybody to follow Henato uh, underscore Laranja on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm going to keep you informed of all the good stuff. And if you're a female, you can also put a DM there. And you can talk about other stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you. Um, 
Also, uh, today, uh, I'm at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Uh, Laugh Factory um, uh, in Long Beach on tomorrow night, Thursday. Sounds like there's going to be a lot of laughs in there. Friday night. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Heather. Take care. Uh, Friday night, uh, I'm at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. And then Saturday at the Haha. Sunday, I'm at the Latin, doing the Latino show. Saturday, Sunday What's night, that? The, the Latin show. Mostly Latin comics and me. Out of what? Uh, in Long Beach. Uh, and, um, it's called the Latin show? No, no, yeah, on, at the Laugh Factory on Sunday night. Uh, what is, where does Ha Ha, ha come in? The Saturday picture? night is on, no, the Ha Saturday, Sunday night at the Laugh Factory. I think I said that right. Did I screw that up? I don't know. All right. Now, now um, uh, I will be at the Standard in Fresno. Uh, May 17th. They have a standard in Fresno? Yeah, but it's not the same kind of standard. It's a different kind of bar. Oh, just like it's a standard. (laughs) Like, that's not the name of the bar. It's just a fucking... standard. In Fresno. Yeah, yeah, You're you're traveling to a bar in Fresno. Yes. Uh, Not a comedy club. No, it's called the standard. They have comedy night Wednesday night. Nice. The standard in Fresno, May 17th. Uh, Thursday night, I'm at the Brea Improv. Uh, And then um, uh, I'm at the standing room. I know what, what is that? I don't know what the fuck that is. I gotta get rid of that. All right, so that's what I'm at. Uh, so and then Vegas, uh, July. I'm in Vegas at the LA Comedy Club at the Stratosphere, and then in um, Naples. I'm at uh, Off the Hook Comedy Club. Sicily, Naples, Florida. Oh, in, in Italy, Florida, Naples. All right, Wait, so, Naples, Florida. Yeah, that's yeah. worse than Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so that's our show. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jason Ellis. Uh, thank you, Dan Severn. Thank you, Hanato, Heather, CB. I hope you guys all have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye. Ciao.